Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, not going to lie. Red shirt. The red shirt is out. He's got the look. He's got the look. Look at it. Now, look, this is not a Dave Chappelle skit. Tiger Woods has the look. Hey. He's got the walk. And dare I even say swagger? He is walking about five feet in front of both caddies and his playing partner. That's kind of like when a guy and a girl are on a date and the guy's walking five feet in front of her. It's disrespectful. Yeah. It's like, that, that, that's, that's not the way it should be. One is a good way, though. Like, he can be disrespectful. You can't disrespectful yeah. the girl. Right. You're not going to win at night. He's, he's in a competition right now, so he it's fine. He might win. It's fine. But yeah. you won't win at night. No, 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 no. Don't, don't walk five feet in front of your date after dinner. But if you're about to make your second birdie in a row to major, hey, man. You know what? I, I'm going to say this. Because you are the golf enthusiast of the show. Uh, I am a... Your boy is coming up. I'm coming up. <laughs> you are a person who is aware I of golf. I am aware of golf, yes. and I am I am starting to golf more. You, okay. you saw my swing last week or a yes. week or two ago. And, and my reaction was? It wasn't too bad. We can work with we that. We can work with it. And that's all I that. need. That's all I need. But I will say this, all jokes aside, anyone who is a casual fan of golf, anyone who you know checks in every now and again, this is what you're checking for. This yes. is what you're hoping for is to see the best that you knew of 
in, in in any sport. So if it's basketball, maybe it's LeBron, and, and, and you know, or even when when Kobe was still going, that's why it was great to see him hit sixty on his way out. It was like, wow, this was the guy. Still had a night where he was the guy, and to see Tiger Woods, who was the guy, really having a last good month, month and a half, and it looks like he has a chance to do something special today. This is what makes it. Uh, he is what makes it special for the casual fan, and really everybody, but especially the casual fan. Right? I, no, it, it is boogie time. And and by the way, if you are even just a touch more than a casual fan, then you can get into the rest of the leaderboard too. I mean, these, you know, Kepka at the top, back to back U.S. Yep. Open champion. Then there's Adam Scott, Masters champion. Justin Thomas, he's the defending PGA champion. Then you've got Tiger Woods. You've got Ricky Fowler, Mr. Puma himself. Like that's that's the the top five or six on the board. There's no there's no visitors. I mean, Gary Woodland is playing with Tiger. Everyone's like, who's that? But you get what I'm saying. The top of the board is all. Can I argue names though? We know. Can we start arguing already? Okay. It's a Sunday. I, okay. let, me, let me do a couple of hail marys. I'm already arguing with you. I'm ready. Couldn't I argue though that if it ain't gonna be Tiger Woods, I'd rather it be. Not maybe not a full unknown, but like a guy who you know who's this guy? Where would he come from? Because those are always the great stories. Yeah, but nobody really. I mean, don't we great, don't, don't great, we like those? In order to get into a great golf story, then you kind of have to be into golf. I don't feel. But like no, what I no, feel like when you when you turn in and you see a guy who's you got a chance to win. And you're like, wait, and they're telling this story. You know, he's missed the cut the right. last five times. Right. He right. did this. You know, he lost a limb, but he's back, and somehow it's reincarnated his limb. And they give you all the sob story. You're like, wow, this is an amazing story, and this person has a shot to win, and then they do. You're like, wow, this is great. So here's what I would liken that to. What if the Jags had beaten the Patriots in the AFC title game last year and the Super Bowl on the way into it was going to be Bortles versus Foles? Great stories. It's. I feel like you would pass. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right? No. So we we want we everybody wants the stars to be stars. You know, I got to hit you with one already. All so right. only twelve oh five, and I got to hit you with it. hold up. I got to hit you with a hold up <laughs> Wait already. A now listen, I give you that when it comes to football because it's more it's a team sport. Like we know the Patriots. We know we're gonna get Tom Brady. This is golf. This is a single man. This is a singular individual sport. So therefore, the story of Joe Smith, who's never made it before, by the way, birdie. Birdie, two back, uh, ten under par, now tied for second place, Tiger Woods. This is, this is, I'm not going to lie, this This is special. This is a good start. This is going to be a high rating. Tiger is ten under, Kepka is 12. Look at that walk. Look at the walk, Willard. Yep, he left his caddy again. See you later, brother. Take my putter, give me my driver, bye. Woo, he's got pace. Hold on, who's he been hanging with? Oh, man, I love it. Um, All right. Fox Sports Radio, Mark Willard, Kelvin Washington. We're live, Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. Rich Beam is a former PGA champion, and by the way, he played in this event. Uh, Missed the cut. He's going to join us in 25 minutes. So very much looking forward to that. A lot to get to uh, as the NFL preseason told us some more, gave us some more messaging uh, last night. Um I got this question, though, for you about Tiger Woods. Yeah. Here's something that uh, we were hashing out yesterday. And I think of, for instance, things like the Chicago Cubs okay, and the Boston Red Sox. In fact, those two teams are uh, each league's respective best record right now. Mm-hmm. And if they were to meet in the World Series, if that had happened 15 years ago, the internet and sports would have broken. I mean, it literally would have been bigger than football 
uh, in the middle of October. But now, if that World Series happens now, it's not the same. It's still big. It still would be really fun, but it's not the same. And that's because I think as sports fans and just people who love entertainment, the chase is better sometimes than the thing. So my question for you is, what happens if he does win today? Mm. Then what's next? First of all, we're talking about sex or sports. We're talking about, <laughs> we're talking about sex or sports. We're so talking about the, the chase. My, my yeah. underlying. I guess I, I had a subtle. My bad. I highlighted it. I'm anyway, sorry. Yeah. Um, interesting. And I, and I get your, I catch your drift. But I will challenge you with this. We love champions. We love teams that are juggernauts. We love the Yankees being in the World Series, even though they've been in the World Series 195 times since baseball has been around for 386 years. I just made that up, but it sounded good. <laughs> right? We love, we love to see Duke, North Carolina versus whoever in the uh, NCAA championship. You know, we love to see these teams. So I, I, I catch your drift, and I, and I think in maybe some instances that could be true. But if Tiger wins, and if you're telling me Tiger's back and Tiger's on the road to be having an epic season, then I think golf is better for it. I think, obviously, ratings. And I think even, again, we're talking about casual fan or people who are into it. But like, now I'm really in it. I'm hyper into it now because Tiger's here and he's winning and he's top three every event, whether he wins or not. I think that is good. I agree that it's good in the moment. What I'm wondering, though, is not only what happens next in terms of you know, this is the last major of the season. But what happens when we, you know, when we come back next year for the Masters? Sure, there might be increased interest because Tiger will have proven to everybody, hey, I could do it, so now I could go do it again. But, uh, you know, to borrow the uh, comparison we were just making, there's nothing like your first time. Right. You remember that, and I know it's not his first, but it'll feel like it's first because it's his first since everything changed. And I also think there's a danger, because I've watched this as somebody who does really follow golf, there's a danger for the sport itself. Because once Tiger gets, it's already happening a little bit, once Tiger is good again, golf can comfortably go back to, cool, everything's about Tiger. And we're going to forget everybody else, the Dustin Johnsons of the world, the Kepkas of the world, are going to get pushed now to the to the back once again and then I will again be asking the question, okay, so what you what do you do when Tiger actually just retires? Because even if things are going well, this guy is now 42 years old. Uh, we're within five years or so of him being like, see you later. What does the sport do then? So if this, if you're saying Dustin Johnson being pushed back, if this were a plane and there were 35 rows, he's already at row 32 anyway. Mm. Okay, maybe not that bad. But I'm, I guess I'm looking at it globally. Okay. Bigger picture as opposed to just, again, golf aficionados. If that's what we're talking about, if we're going macro, then they're already in the back. I think Ricky Fowler is the one guy okay. who, if he started to win, well, ever could win, and then starts to win more regularly, uh, almost if you swap Jordan Speed with him. And and he's winning, he's known, he's good. At times he's the best, and, you know, he never really falls worse than the top three. Um, if I could do that and have someone who has a little edge to him, little cocky, little arrogance, will wear some highlighter orange pants. Yes, he will. And all of that, <laughs> I think that is I think that's what's missing. So if and I would I would that's why I'm saying if it's just going to be a guy who wins and he's pretty good, then eh. because think about it, the last 4 years there have been a crop of what? 
six guys, six, seven guys who've been really good. Really good. Yes, but, good and, and, young players. And I mean, a, a bunch of them are sitting there. You mentioned some of the names. Kepka actually just joined the group, but the Spieth and the Johnson and, and the, the, the Jason Day and the Ricky right. Fowler, who they're all right there today. But so my point is, if I'm not going to have a a comet, and I'm just going to have a bunch of stars that I see every night, like, eh, they're there every night, then, I'm, then that's not the big deal to me. Meaning, if I could get five more years of this-ish, like this what we're seeing from Tiger. I mean, he doesn't have to win. Maybe he wins some more some more tournaments. Uh, doesn't have to even have to win a major. But yeah. he's, he's close every now and again, or like, you know, like today it seems. And then I'm grooming the next Comet, then so be it. Yes, but you. my point is, please, while that's happening, groom okay. the next Comet. Because they didn't do it last time. And then he suddenly is being chased down a driveway with a four iron, and everyone's like, um, so uh, we have we have Davis Love the third. What do y'all think? <laughs> now, like, now yeah, let's okay. Now I'm golf. I'm golf, and okay, I turn to golf. you, and maybe this is a tease, but I turn to you and I say, okay, well then, Mark, what do you want me to do? Okay, I can answer. How, that. Okay, I hear you, brother. I happen to be driving. Uh, I couldn't get to the tournament yet, and I was listening to you on Fox Sports Radio, and I said, well, then fine. What do we do? I can answer that on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, it's uh, it's Tiger. Okay, Rich Beam in 10 minutes. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. With Calvin Washington, Mark Willard, Tiger Woods in a little bit of trouble on four, but he just stuck it right next to the hole, and he has about a five-footer for par. So if he can save that, then uh, we keep on rolling. Right now he's three back of Kepka, but he's in second place by himself. Woo! The red shirt suddenly looks different. It did. It, it looks it, like it used to look, right? It, it, it is a little older. It's not as bright, I think, because he's a little <laughs> let me. It's a little little dark red <laughs> going hot on. There, it's Louis. hot there, St. Louis. You sweat through that thing. That, maybe that's little, what it is. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. And he went full <laughs> on red, too. He didn't do, like, red stripes. He didn't do red hat. I'm gonna do, he went full on red polo, like how we're used to seeing it. Um, but, all right, so let, but let's get back to that. So, okay. uh, for those who just tuned in, Willard threw out the idea that if Tiger wins, it, we all are excited. It'd be great. We all watch it. But then kind of the fizzle, it fizzles down. Like, it's gone. It's just muted a little bit. Muted like, a little bit. Yeah, Cubs and Red Sox, if they go to the World Series this year, come on. It's not like it was two years ago when the Cubs went. It's not like that anymore. It's just different now. No, I want to argue that some more. Really? Why, we just simply that I, I agree that it's the first time and all of that. And, you know, obviously Red Sox wouldn't have been the first. But, um my point is, don't we still want to see the best of the best of the best be the best no when question. it matters? The Cubs and Hell the Red yeah. Sox potentially being in the World Series obviously would be better than, and, you know, nothing against if the Astros play the Brewers. But I, like, obviously. But by the same token, look, these two teams, whether they're mythical or not, they were chasing curses. Mm-hmm. And the curses have been broken. So now we're not chasing the curse anymore. So it's still kind of cool, um, but, you know, go back to the two that the Red Sox won last decade. The second one wasn't as memorable as the first. True, but the difference is with Tiger is we're used to the dominance. He's not the lovable uh, Cubs or Red Sox who all, all almost, almost, no, he was the Yankees, and so it's great right. when the Yankees are back on top. 
And so that's the difference with, with Tiger. I, I get your point, uh, you know, when you talk about the Cubs because it's no longer there. It was fun because the curse, and you're like, oh, they were just – oh, they were so close. And then now they win, you're like, oh, there's no more curse to talk I about. Just, I, but with Tiger, get him getting back on top is kind of what we all want. I felt like coming out of the Open Championship, this guy had the lead and there were 10 holes to play. And then it didn't happen, but he was right there until the end. I was like, that's perfect. If I'm a TV exec, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I would want to have happen. Have him keep doing this. Keep coming in second because then you're going to come back with that thirst again for the next major to see if he can do it this time. We likened it yesterday to Ross and Rachel and friends. Okay. There's a reason that the script writers kept keeping them apart. And when they did get together, they break them back up again. Once they get together for good, show's over, folks. Well, then, and now I, I will admit, I will admit, you, 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 you definitely, you almost swayed me. <laughs> all just, caps. Just at, made, all, he just, just made, made that par, by the way. All caps, almost, though. Almost, almost, okay. But then I throw back at you, brother. I asked you earlier. I said, okay, then if I'm golf and, and I'm part of the PGA and I'm maybe, I don't know, the marketing person, whomever, and I say, well, then what help us? If you, if you want Tiger to stay second, third, stay chasing, or if you're concerned that if he wins, it fizzles out, then what is the alternative? Help us, okay. uh, give us another alternative. Here's the sentence I would first sit golf down and say. Lean into drama. You okay. need to learn how to lean into drama. Golf leans away from drama. Think about even the faux scenes from something like Happy Gilmore. Okay? Obviously ridiculous, fun movie. But whenever Happy Gilmore started fighting people on the course – or he's got a hockey stick out there, what would the next scene always be? Oh, you got to march him into the principal's office and tell him that's not how we do things here. We have collars, and uh, we stand up straight, and we wear, uh, you know, we wear, we wear slacks, and, uh, and most of us are white, and, and, and that's, that's what we do out here. No, no. Dustin Johnson is married to Wayne Gretzky's Instagram model daughter, and has rumors of drug use recreationally that may or may not have led to a suspension three or four years ago, and he's the number one ranked player in the world, and I don't think most people know that. I've ne- Okay, hold on. i got to hit you with the hold Where's up. the story? Where's my documentary of how Dustin got through that and then rose to major champion and is back out there as the number one player on the course? Where, okay. Where's my doc? All right. Well, let, let hold on now. Okay. I'm golf. <laughs> let me respond. Okay, golf. Now, my name is Sir Golf, and let me explain this. <laughs> now, that sounds good in theory, and that will do well on Netflix or a 30 for 30 in 30 years. What if I told you? And then we'll go on to it. But right now, I can't do that because what we sell is a pristine gentleman image, and that's what we've sold for 100, you know, 100 plus years. Mm-hmm. And so that is what that is what set Tiger Woods back, is that that image was gone. Did it set him back? Did it really set him back? Because I'm sorry, did he not become average and in, in, in some cases less it, than it, average it, for it, it, seven years? It set his game back. Did it set his popularity back? Or is he now a more sympathetic figure today than he ever was? Well, it had to run its course. Yes, because for at, at the beginning. It did set him back. It set his image back. He lost endorsements. It did. You got to admit it. He took a blow. Sure. Then. And if anything, and if anything, as we all know in life, as all of us are grown men, we've gone through. Sometimes, it's the damage it did to your own psyche, your own self-esteem, your own self-belief. 
more than anything. Sometimes we make the th- – oh. Yeah. yeah. His driver is still not straight. He's not even driving yeah, home. Yeah, he he's he not one. straight with that driver. That thing just went into the woods. Uh, no pun intended. But uh, anyway, maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll poke it out of there and be okay. We'll see. Yeah. but So, <laughs> so you have to admit, though, again – what Tiger Woods went through what he went through, it, part of it was because he was so counter the bad boy image. So football can sell maybe a bad guy image. They actually choose not to, but they could if they wanted to. Um, basketball can sell you Allen Iverson. Again, they even kind of didn't want to do that, but they couldn't get away from it because that's who he is, and we all know that's truly who Allen Iverson is. Yep. So he kind of embraced it. Your boy is going to get tatted up. Tatted up. I'm a, your boy is going to rock some braids. Your boy is going to have iced out chains on the cover of Slam. And so you can sell that. Golf, they have not sold that, and I don't think they choose to. I don't think it's necessarily sell it. It's tell us who these guys are, because here's one thing that I refuse to believe. These dudes are not all stick figures. Oh, I'm we know sorry. That. There's, we know too, there's too many of them. I have a very close friend who played on the PGA Tour. I've heard the stories. L- listen, these are 20- and 30-year-old, incredibly rich men who are in a different city every week. I, I'm sorry. What is it you think they're all doing when they're not on the golf course? Knitting. Exactly. Golf will have you believe that these guys, every time when the round's over, they putt a few balls to make sure the putter's still rolling straight, and then they head to the library and, you know, read some books, maybe catch up on a little bit of internet surfing. Right. This is not the world of the PGA Tour. We're looking at these guys, okay? Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas. So, and Jason Day, listen, a lot of them from the golf culture, they probably are pretty straight-laced and, if you want to call it, adjusted, but not all of them. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I mean, something a bit. I, I, you brought up Ricky Fowler. I love that the crazy thing is, this is crazy. He wears an orange hat. Whoa, that's wild. Oh, okay, <laughs> so let me ask Yay. you this then. I'm pausing because I'm trying to word this correctly oh, because I, I don't want to offend anyone. Dramatic effect. Well, then, well, sh- don't yeah. call me out. Maybe a little bit. All right. When you think of baseball, isn't it the same thing? Absolutely. When you think of golf, isn't it the same thing? When you think of even tennis, that's why McEnroe was so out there because he was expressive, maybe demonstrative at times. So, is it then a? mainstream, white American, this is how we do, we have played sports for 100 years, and this is how we act? I'm really asking because in baseball, what was the issue? Who was the, what was the baseball player that talked about the uh, the Latino players and he was saying that they're oh, too, they're not. Ian, they Ian need, Kinsler. Yeah, Ian Kinsler. Ian he said they need to, they, you know, they're not, this yeah. is not how we it's, play the game. Disrespectful. Disrespecting the listen, game. Listen. So I'm really asking, is it that culturally, if you had more Latinos or more blacks in golf, and, and obviously baseball, there are a lot of Latino, and, and, and they call them uh, black Latinos as well. Well, you see the flavor, and it's looked down upon. No. I, so I, is that I, – That is, would help. That would help. Uh, the two sports do suffer from the same problem. Do you notice that anytime somebody does something you're not used to seeing, the word disrespectful comes up? We literally have had <laughs> an announcer with the Atlanta Braves has now had to apologize twice in the last week and a About half. the Dodgers. Yeah. One of them was because he didn't like that guys were wearing T-shirts, and it was disrespectful. I'm sorry. It, it, it's just not 1960 anymore. Dodgers approved. T- it wasn't as if it was like, 
you know, some crazy stuff on some, you know, spring break T-shirts that said some crazy stuff. No, on. yeah, like it, it was charity. It was cancer charity <laughs> and Dodger approved like, shirts. What? What are we doing here? So, um, look, I, I'm not asking for let's follow these guys into bars and see if we can catch them, you know, married guys hitting on women. I'm not asking for salaciousness. I'm asking for let's take, for instance, Phil Mickelson at the U.S. Open. He did something. He did. Out of the box, out of the norm, and golf went, oh, oh, no, 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 no. This is very disastrous and disrespectful. No, it's not. It's interesting. It's And Phil Mickelson, by the way, is interesting. So they need more, either more or better storytellers. Yes. They need to loosen up what stories they're willing to tell. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be illegal and immoral. You, it just has to be different. So, Not cookie cutter. You know what happens in life, and I'm learn. I've learned it, and I'm trying to um, practice, put it into practice. Practice. We talking about. I'm talking about practice. You are. I'm tired. You know what happens is you. You ever put out? There, it's called your representative. So you meet a young lady, and you believe because she has a master's degree from some wonderful school, or you know who her parents are, or whatever the case may be. So then Mark Willer puts on his representative. And you say, I'm going to class it up a little bit. Normally, maybe I curse. I'm not going to curse. Or whatever the case is. This is, right. this is how I'm going to represent myself as I approach this woman. And then now, the problem with that is, got to ride that out. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. you know, you've changed or I don't know who you are. When really, you're just starting to fall back into who you really are. And so I think with golf is that this is who golf has been. Now they're stuck where they say, I can't change. I can't go back. I can't loosen up. I can't tell stories. I can't well, let guys have a little flavor. Because remember, everybody hated Tiger. Now they love it. They love it. The fist pump and the red and all that. They didn't like that at first. All right, Rich Beam is actually a guy who does have some personality. He's going to join us here in, in one minute, and we'll continue to talk this out. Mark Willard, Kelvin Washington. Right now, let's get David Gascon in here as well with tips on how to hit the ball out of the rough when there's a big tree in front of you. Tiger is all ears, Dave. You know what? It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Rocky Four, guys. Oh, is it? Yeah. You okay. uh, you find all the the fans out there in attendance, and you try to hit the one in the middle. <laughs> That's what you try to do. Well, there's uh, he's got a lot to choose from right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see people high fiving him as he's walking up and down each hole. It's it's pretty remarkable. It, it, Backwards it is. cap earlier today. Well, you know, if people have heard of you, they'll high-five you. O.J. Simpson gets high-fives <laughs> going down the street. Still. Still. <laughs> I have an O.J. story, too. I want to hear it. I don't know if I – I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, O.J. Okay. <laughs> wow. I do have one. It's kind of a dark start. To, yeah. Uh, <laughs> took a turn we want to know. Yeah. Took a turn on us, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, guys, PGA action right now. Tiger Woods, he's tied for second place right now with Justin Thomas. Each of the gentlemen are at minus 10. The leader as it stands, Brooks Kepka through three. He's at minus 13. Ricky Fowler is four strokes behind at nine under par. In Major League Baseball, is a quick day for Chris Sale. Five innings, 12 Ks, one hit against, no runs. Boston leads in Baltimore 2-0. Rangers scored a couple times in the seventh, but they're still down by five, seven to two to New York. Didi Gregorius has a home run this one. Giancarlo Stanton is 30th of the season for the pinstripes. Again, this game's in the bottom of the seventh inning. Diamondbacks scored three runs in the first. Paul Goldschmidt, a two-run shot in the sixth. Arizona leads in Cincinnati 5-2. And the Colorado Rockies with an early advantage over the Dodgers 1-0. Royals leading the St. Louis Cardinals 2-1. This game sits right now in the top of the fifth inning. And 
Tiger right now, he's out of the woods. He is for the out time of the being. woods and onto the beach. But, uh, but he, <laughs> yeah, he got it. He got it up there, so uh, he might have a chance to get up and down to save par. Uh, we will uh, we'll keep tracking on that as Tiger remains tied for second place, uh, three behind Brooks Kepka, as you mentioned. Mark Willard, Kevin Washington, live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. He's the 2002 PGA Championship winner. He also played in this very tournament. Rich Beam now joins us live. Rich, we're just sitting here talking about, like, let's pretend at some point here Tiger does win a major. And, in fact, it's already kind of happened just because he's contending. The golf industry is is falling right back into let's just follow Tiger mode. And, and I think, you know, you know, like there's some danger there. Like what? There've got to be other interesting personalities out there, and I feel like golf just doesn't lean into that. What do you think? <laughs> I think that uh, you're, you're a pretty smart cookie. Yeah, oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> we need to edit that out. Edit that out. <laughs> well, you, you 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 sound as smart as a cookie. There whatever. Anyway, no, I I you know what you're right. I mean, and listen, we're as guilty of it as anybody. I work for uh, for Sky Sports over uh, broadcasting in Europe. But listen, if you go out to the golf tournament today. Uh, no offense to Brooks Kepka or Adam Scott, who are in the final group. I got to say that Tiger draws the most fans out there. They're absolutely out there going nuts for him. And he's always kind of been that way. And, you know, when he came back, I mean, it, it, it's amazing. I was walking with him the final round of the Open Championship when Francesco Molinari won. And the crowds that were following him were twice the size of that uh, of George Spieth and and who's in the final group. I mean, you just you can't deny he moves the needle more than anybody else in the game. There are definitely some other guys out there that are playing better than him and things like that, but everybody wants to see the Tiger of old, and unfortunately that guy is not quite around anymore, but that's what we all want to see, isn't it? And unfortunately I don't think we're going to quite get it, but we just can't let go of it for some odd reason. But, uh, yeah. Hey, Rich let, me, Rich, let me ask you about the – in baseball, we know there's the code. So if if a guy, you know, flips his bat after a home run or has a little personality, he's going to get beamed, uh, no pun intended. He's going to get beamed. He's going to get hit. You know, all of these things are going to happen. And, and you you played. You you were there. You won. What guys, when a guy comes in, and if there's a young guy, we don't know, a Ricky Fowler type or someone new that's going to come in the next few years, and he wins and he's a little cocky and he's, pump, you know, pumping his fists and doing things like that. How is he received? Because maybe that's why young guys don't do it because they're, they're they're scared they're going to get backlash. There's going to be backlash or won't be received well. No, I don't really think there's much of that. I mean, there was a case not too long ago where a young kid Bryson DeChambeau was, I mean, a little bit flippant with a handshake. Uh, the other guy won, and and uh, you know didn't come across very good on TV, whatnot. But I mean, also think of Patrick Reed a couple years ago, how he came out and said, I think I'm world top five. And everybody was like, oh, boy, you know, what's all this? And we kind of poke fun at him, this and that. Turns out that he wins the Masters this year. The guy's got some serious game, um, so on and so forth. So I don't really know if we have the same kind of code as as, uh, baseball players. Um, I mean, I play a lot of golf with uh, Kevin Millar and and Clay Buckholz and whatnot. But, you know, it's just not quite – it's not quite the same in golf. We there's not going to be a whole lot of guys that are. They'll in the locker room. They'll give you some grief about it. They'll poke fun at you, but they're not going to. Unfortunately, 
we can't really rifle golf balls at each other like you guys could throw <laughs> baseballs at each other. Although that would be kind of fun, and that might actually, you know, might actually change a few things, right? Not, not a bad idea. We're open to new ideas. Rich Beam is joining us. Um, hey, uh, so Tiger Woods now, this is two holes in a row. He's been wayward with the driver again, but it looks like he's going to save par on both. You know, the thought going into the Open Championship was because the, the lack of a need for a driver, that was going to be his best chance. What I mean, how would you rate his chances to, to pull this off today? Oh, you know, I, I'd still say it's probably less than 15%. I just think that uh, it's not really the driver that's let him down. It's, uh, it, you know, at the Open Championship, I was walking with him, and I think some of the decision-making, he stuck with his game plan, and when he had the lead – what we used to see from Tiger is he would just step on everybody's throat and really crank it up a notch. Well, he kind of went, he went backwards, you know, he drove it into the bunker on 10, even though he got it up and down or made par from there. He hit a terrible drive on 11 and he, he should have changed clubs there. I thought on 11 because the wind changed, but this week, I think that, um, you know, the, the decision-making might still be good. The driver, they could hurt him. But I think if you look at the putting, the putting, especially, Late in the round, it just hasn't been good. Um, I think we first saw that at the Memorial this year at Muirfield Village. I mean, a golf course he won five times at, and he just didn't. He would get it to five, six, seven under par, and then he'd give him back in the last four holes just because he couldn't hold a putt. So I think, if anything, whoever's watching today, this afternoon, watch how he puts on the back nine. It may not be as sharp as it on the front nine. Rich Beam, uh, former PGA champion, is with us. Let me ask you this. We're watching him now, and he did save par. Um, and there's a lot of young guys now we see, and one of the things we oftentimes reference to kind of the, the post-Tiger is that these guys are in amazing shape now. Like they, they're, these young guys are, I mean, they're, they're looking like they haven't had a carb in 10 years. So <laughs> what what else has he maybe, I don't know, trans, uh, things that have happened because of him? What are also the effects of Tiger with a lot of these young golfers? Um, You know, the, the, obviously the weight training is, is possibly one of them, but you know, the equipment, I mean, guys are, they don't fiddle with their equipment. They get in there, they, they, once they kind of get set in with the, with what works, they don't tend to change as much. I mean, I rarely ever see Tiger doing anything except for, uh, if it's an absolute necessity, meaning a contract uh, change from Nike to TaylorMade or things like that. But, you know, and the interesting thing is, is that, the one thing that he used to do that we all tried to emulate back when we were trying to beat him was everybody kind of separated themselves from each other. Nowadays, it's the exact opposite. These guys are hanging out together, practicing together, um, social media, going on vacations, you know, all these things, doing it together. And when I was playing and Tiger was just hammering us, we were all kind of scampering away to, to try and figure out how is he doing this? How, what's, what's, what are we doing wrong? What are we <laughs> And nobody was doing anything wrong. He was just that much better than all of us. So it's actually kind of interesting how the one thing that, as players, when I was playing against him, we thought that you had to be more selfish. You had to be kind of self-absorbed. You didn't want to talk to anybody in the locker room or on the driving range. Now these guys are hanging out on the driving range, locker room, going on vacations, sharing the same airplanes, all this. It's totally different. That's the one thing that's very bizarre to me that Tiger didn't kind of instill in everybody else. But these guys are all just, they're, they're machines in the gym and, and with what they put in their body. It's, it's pretty amazing. No more, you know, enchiladas in a, a, a pitcher of, <laughs> of beer after the round of golf. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I no longer want to be a pro golfer because of what you just said. Like enchiladas are, yeah, way too important. So I trust me. Yeah, it, that's exactly right. That's why I'm glad I'm not really playing professional anymore either, just commentating because I like enchiladas and I damn sure like 
like beer. There you go, brother. <laughs> so you know what, Rich, real quick. So who's the guy we're missing? You know, I mean, like if 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 Tiger were suddenly poof gone again tomorrow, who's got a big enough personality or story out there that that the world doesn't even know about? Oh, jeez, I don't know yet. Well, right, so <laughs> so even you guys don't know. <laughs> No, I mean, there's, I mean, there's all these, there's all these, there's so many young kids that come up through the the ranks, and I'm sure there's a kid in college right now who's just an absolute world beater, or even a junior golfer that's that's, you know, taking names. But I got to say, man, there's so many good players out there that they get out there on the tour and they're ready to win. But listen, there is never going to be a Tiger Woods type domination uh, in the game. I don't think. Uh, in the foreseeable future. I mean, all of these guys are so good. They're so cranked up. I mean, you, Dustin Johnson, he'll have a couple of bad weeks here or there, but he's going to peel off three to four wins every single year. He's not going away. Brooks Kepka's doing the same. Ricky Fowler's up there. Justin Thomas. Jordan. I mean, I can sit there and keep naming off names, and it's just it's almost endless. And these guys are continuing to get better on a weekly basis. So, it's amazing how good these players are right now. I think golf is in such a healthy state, but listen, everybody keeps wanting to go back to the Tiger years and how good he was yep. when he was at number one. It's not going to happen, but I like it. I like this stuff better. I think these guys get it. They, they're more approachable. It's a lot more fun, I think, to be in the game right now than it was back in the Tiger era. Rich, a lot of fun to have you on today. Thanks for doing it. Go get to a you beer, brother. It. Go get a beer. Oh, two. Two of them. <laughs> <Two>. <laughs> Rich Beam former PGA Championship winner and uh, shot plus three over the first two days of this particular tournament, missed the cut, and joins us today on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, his second performance was a lot better than his first. Does that mean it's set to save his career? That's coming up. Why didn't you just go home? That's your home! All right, still ahead, Alex Marvez and Ernest Biner on the show. A lot of football to get to. Mark Willard, Kelvin, Washington. I hate that song. Great news. Quick way you can save some money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Two massive golf stories just to pass along. A, Tiger Woods just bogeyed, but he's still right there. He's tied for third. He's only three shots back. There are going to be some bogeys. But the bigger story is the fact that we are 45 minutes into this show, Kelvin, and you just did 45 minutes of golf. Man, Alex, I need a round of applause, brother. Hit me with one. You know, normally I don't like to toot my own horn, but toot toot. That was really something. I just texted my wife, Mark. I told her, I said, hey, babe, when I come home, pop a bottle. She said, why? (laughs) Did Fox Sports Radio give you a show? I said, no, baby, slow down. They just... We just did 45 minutes of golf. She said, actually, the opposite. We just did 45 minutes right. of golf. So they called and said, so that. That's no, probably why. They're like, you just did 45 shot. minutes. Of, I can't yeah. believe you guys would do that. So we'll keep you yeah. up to date on Spe- that. And before we move on, brother, yeah. speaking of golf, uh-huh. do you know what happened in May 2017? Uh, what happened in May 2017? Do you remember, while we were celebrating Tiger Woods, who's nine under right now, was yep. he on the seventh? Yep. Um, do you remember that he fell asleep at the will? Do you remember he was on a lot of drugs, a whole concoction of drugs, a cocktail of drugs? That was just last year. Yeah. That's barely that was over it. a year ago. That is one thing. I mean, that's crazy. That is crazy. That's one thing that I said. I said this yesterday. I probably said it with you last couple of weeks. We've been doing the show. The benefit of the social media area era 
is that we move on so fast. Oh, man. Because we're on to the next thing. President Trump just tweeted something. Uh, this happened. Well, LeBron said that. That's, um, that's omnipresent. Yeah, I don't even know why oh, I just President said that. President Trump even, just tweeted Yeah, yeah that, I don't even know why I said that. That was a bad Tuesday. example. My yeah, bad. Exactly. I'm sorry. That was a bad example. No, that was yeah, but, but it happens all the time. There's <laughs> this. There's unfortunate bad things. There's, you know, there's a hashtag this, a hashtag Black Lives Matter. Bad things happen going on. So that we move on. Tiger Woods was sleep at the wheel, y'all. With all, all know, the drugs. All, everything. Some kind of concoction. All the drugs. Like this is in this, but this goes back to one thing about our society. And in fact, I'm going to pause that because I think it will tie into what we're uh, getting ready to talk about. Well, Even though yeah. we only got like a minute. Right? By the way, no, yeah, we're cool. We, I, we, like there's two things that are forcing what you just said. One is social media. We forget everything real quick. But two, you're also stepping fully into fatherhood. Mm. Um, you cannot keep track of time anymore. I've done this so many times just in the last couple of years where I'm like, oh, remember, uh, yeah, like you run into someone. We just had dinner a couple months ago. It was great to see you. They're like, that was five years ago. <laughs> I'm like, what? Dang, Willard. I mean, so maybe I'm exaggerating a touch, but not, I mean, my sense of how long it's been since something has happened is shot to hell. Well, I mean, me and you did a shot show. We just, we just did a show yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so that wasn't you. My yeah, bad, no, that was no, Steve. My no, bad, my bad. No, no, don't ever. What put, up, Steve? Don't ever put those two names in the same yeah, sentence you're right. again. You're right. My bad. All right, Steve. so uh, Johnny Manziel <laughs> played football yesterday and didn't throw an interception this time. Ooh. So listen, I wonder. You know, he played last week. He threw four interceptions. It was very easy to just say, "Oh, that's a wrap. That's a wrap." If that's what you're going to look like, uh, that's a wrap. I heard a lot of people, if you wanted to try to think it out, you're like, well, the CFL is different. He's adjusting. I'm like, adjusting from what? It's not like he's used to the NFL. He hasn't been there in three years either. Right. So I don't think he's adjusting to anything. I'll simply say this. Uh, when he played horribly last week, he said the kind of things that uh, I think a healthy mind would say. And uh, he went out there yesterday and was much better. I don't know if he's going to be any good ever again. I don't know if he's going to play in the NFL. But I, I, I'm digging something about him that wasn't there before. There's some resolve there that is, I think, speaking to fans on a level that, that hasn't happened before. We're a weird species, okay? <laughs> no, I'm serious. We're exceptionally yes. weird. What does that have to do with Johnny Manziel? We are so weird. I'm going to get there. Okay. So we're weird that if a, if a guy is himself, we hate him, we crucify him. Yep. Baker Mayfield slams the flag on the in the you know the uh, half what was it, midfield, and yeah. he does this, and that person does that. We can't stand when they do that. Then the person goes through hell, and then they fade away, and then they start to redeem themselves a bit. And now we love them. We're like, yeah, there you go. So why must we put someone through hell or be excited when they are going through hell, maybe if it's even self-inflicted, that we then turn around and say we like this person? Because that's what's happening with Johnny Menzel. He's going through it. He, you know, And again, he was, he was an idiot himself. He'd be the first to admit sure. it. And he has admitted it. But now that he's in the CFL and he didn't throw any interceptions and we're like, Man, I, we are loving the chance for this redemptive story. And well, yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, if people— My if, point is, why are we so so hard in the beginning? Like, here's where I'm going with this. That's fair. If he's a 20, 21-year-old kid who's got money, comes from money, but then he's even given more money, and he's had power because he's probably been good at football since he was 10, and like, why aren't we allowed to say, you know what, I'm going to cut somebody a little slack. I'm going I'm, to, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm disappointed in that. I didn't like that, but I'm not going to crucify this person or this kid. 
Why must we go through that? Although, uh, it's not like Johnny's problems were a one-time thing. It's not like we didn't see him coming. It's True. not like when we did identify them, he reacted correctly. I mean, he rubbed everyone's face in it a little bit. But you're not wrong. Um, all right, Fox Sports Radio, coming up next. Guess who just weighed in on the Hall of Fame? Talking about look alive, Tiger Woods with a big par putt curls it in. He's only two back. Kepka, Justin Thomas, tied 11 under par. Tiger lurking, nine under par. We're about to boogie down the backs nine on this major championship Sunday. But a lot of other stuff to do as well as we come to you live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. Let me start this conversation off by asking you this, Mr. Media Guy, yes. Kelvin Washington. Yes. What is your first thought if I just straight up asked you, do you believe or has it been your experience that professional athletes respect media members? For the most part, I would say especially now, no. Mm-hmm. I think it's become increasingly toxic. Why, why do you think that is? A uh, couple of reasons. I think because our culture has changed where it used to be you prop all these sports, uh, these athletes up as heroes, right? You, 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 oh, he's a little, little uh, inebriated. We'll say uh, he was the, – the heat. The heat had him uh, under the weather today <laughs> as opposed to he was down to some jack earlier or right. last night. Right. Um, you know, this guy running around with his wife, you didn't hear anything even though you saw the girl that he was with. Now I think – those stories get out. Those stories are pushed. You got p- clickbait. You TMZ, got blogs. Sure. You got TMZ. Yep. So I think there's just a, a very antagonistic relationship now between the athlete and the media, which is why I also think you get the players' tribunes and guys loving their own Twitter yes. where I can get my own story out. If you didn't hear from me, you didn't hear it. Right. No, that, uh, the players' tribune, there's a lot of stuff out there. Matt, you know, Matt Chatham, who is a former Patriot for a while, had a site called Football by Football. Hold on, I got to cut you. you I did know, it again. I know, he I did. know. His driver is his driver is sideways. He, he did it again. Listen, man, um, you know, that's golf. I think that ball might have flown through, and you know what? He's going to be fine. I'm going to predict right now he's fine on this hole. He might have gotten a break there in the woods. Okay. But he's banging his club into the ground every time he swings it right now, uh, the driver. Wouldn't it be great to be that mad? By the way, Justin Thomas just three-putted Ooh. from about four seven feet um would it be great to be that mad at the way you're swinging and be one under par after seven holes yeah mike for me you know it'd be like a 101 yeah so above Tom, yeah thomas falls back to 10 uh kepka's got a difficult par putt as well he's leading by one for the moment so anyway keep you up to date on all that but i just i, I look at it this way if professional athletes don't really respect the opinion of the I didn't play media member. Hmm. Why do they care so much about being in the Hall of Fame? Which is simply an I didn't play media member's opinion. Well, let's start let's look at some other things to correlate it. Let's look at a Heisman Trophy winner. Okay. Um that's if correct me if I'm wrong. That's media and former Heisman Trophy winners, correct. right? So I think if you look at AP championships and all that, all throughout the years, I think there has again. That's why I go back to it used to be. I think there was a respect towards the media. I think there was a 
uh, maybe the media members are being objective, you know, and, and they're not they're not being biased. I think there was that type of relationship and trust. Um, but I do think things have changed. But when you're talking about the Hall of Fame, which I know you hate, we went over this a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> your Hall of Fame beef. I I, I really that's I why, really and do. that's why you're not getting a yellow jacket, the, man. The whole, that's why you are not getting a yellow jacket. I don't want one. The whole thing is completely archaic. And by the way, I, I li- so last night uh, was um, the 12th anniversary for for me and my wife. Yes, and again, I told you, congrats. Okay. Thank you. Went out to dinner, and we actually had this conversation. And I often I often do this. I'll take whatever is kind of being discussed in the sports world, and I really want someone like my wife's opinion. Not just because she's my wife and therefore I have the utmost respect for her and think she's the smartest thing in the whole world. But beyond that, she was a former athlete, you know, high-level high school, not, mm-hmm. not collegiate, but she played sports. She appreciates sports. She likes sports, but she's not a sports fan. Like I dig she, it. I dig she it. is not who we speak to on Fox Sports Radio. But she gets it and she knows it and she's who I really think we ought to be aiming to speak to more, mm. right? Like if we're going to broaden the conversation Preach. we're all having, uh, I, that's always a goal of mine. We're going to sit down, we're going to do a show, and you diehard fan, you I always picture this. You get into a car and then, and I don't want to always make it about men and women, but your spouse hops in next to you and they're, they're three quarters of the fan you are. I want to talk to them, too. I want our conversation to be relatable to them, too. So I'm going to run stuff uh, at, at, at my wife and be like, what do you think of this? And I brought up the Hall of Fame. Willie Mays yesterday is like, so can we let Barry Bonds in? And two thoughts came to mind. A, I'm like, if Willie Mays wants him in, <laughs> right. then what are you doing, you polo-wearing, hot-dog-eating media guy being like, no. This is way too hallowed ground. Willie Mays is cool with it. He's one of the guys that Barry lapped because he juiced. And he's cool with it. But hold so on. how can you not be cool with it? Now, now, let me stand up for the, the hot dog eating polo guy, which <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing this. Maybe because I got a collared shirt on right now. You let do me, have a collar and I don't. Let me step my game it's up right now. See? Hold on, let me take my you shirt off. Me. Hey, don't, I'm walking around. You made fun of me top. two weeks ago for wearing a collared shirt. Now you're wearing a collared shirt and I'm wearing a I wanted to look res- respectable. For I, you. I appreciate it. Uh, no, but, uh, and I get your point, right? He's one of the all time greats, Willie Mays. We know this. He's one of the greatest players ever. But could you say that isn't he Barry Bonds' godfather? So isn't there some bias in that? Clearly, I'm going even if even if deep down, I'm upset that he juiced because he passed me. I'm upset that he juiced because you know it changes the, the the numbers and it changes the scale of things and it's disrespectful to the game. I worked hard, I didn't cheat, but that's my godson. So right. I'm a, I'm gonna have his back and and same organization, same I mean, organization. This this is what he said yesterday, literally at a Giants game. The Hall of Fame is a, a type of turn to that. When you get there, you'll see, man, how did I get here? And I want him to have that honor be something happened to him. On behalf of all the people in San Francisco and all over the country, vote this guy in. He is very, very important for me. Thank you very much. Eh? You heard that last sentence? He is very, very important to me. Okay? Very important to me. Yes. So... There is there's that side. But now now let's get to the other side of it of of ability and merits. Like, yes, he should be in. 
But I think baseball, like I talked about earlier, representative, baseball turned a blind eye. Baseball ignored what everyone knew. You read the book Game of Shadows. Mm-hmm. By the way, I ran into uh, Victor Conti. What's his name? Vic- oh, you did? Yeah. You it was it? pretty awkward. So I finished the book. <laughs> I, I Was this, this recently? This is tr- no, no, okay. no. This is about. Well, here we go. See, I had yeah. a kid. Let me see if I can pull this Six memory out. Six months ago. No, Six it was months ten ago. years ago. Maybe that was three years ago. <laughs> so I ran into him. And I just finished the book because uh, I, I was rereading it. and I, This is maybe three years ago. And I was in Vegas with my wife, and we were at a fight. Oh, Tigers lose. No, 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 no. It's okay. That's it's a okay. par five. Okay. Oh, par yeah, five. he okay. shot that thing up to a green side bunker in two on a par five. Okay. It's up and down okay. for Bird. Yeah, you're yeah, okay. I, I, that's why I turn to look at you every now and again. <laughs> now, so I'm in Vegas, and I just read the book, and so like, I'm like everything. Anybody that walks by me, I'm like judging them, like steroids. Yeah. I'm like, Gasco, steroids. I'm like, anybody, <laughs> right? And so all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, that's that's. Conti, right? And then that's his last name, Victor Conti. Yeah, and he's just yep. sitting there. And mind you, it's a boxing uh, it's a boxing fight. It's about. And he's sitting there talking to people. And, hey, let me introduce you to so-and-so. And it, it felt really slimy. Like, yes. uh, what's going on here? What, uh, this doesn't seem right. <laughs> you so, have steroids in your pocket right yeah, now, he's like, hey, don't hey, you? Hey, Bendo, let me shoot you in the butt with this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me, hey. <laughs> hey, there's a free stall oh, over there. God. There's a free stall over there. <laughs> There's a, there's a freestyle uh, over there. Let's go take care of this real quick. I get you. Uh, <laughs> Help you step uh, your game up. Oh, but I, I don't oh, even know how I got that. <laughs> What's going with? The <laughs> point is, baseball oh, representative. That's where I was going with this. Willard. Yes. Yes. Baseball and their representative was. Oh my gosh! Look how good we are. Look at amazing these. You know the resurgence of baseball. We just had a strike four years ago, but look at how great we are. And they turned a blind eye, and they had to keep it up. And that's what I'm. That's what I mean when I mean the representative. Now they have to keep that face. We're anti steroids. We're anti juice. And these guys, and as you mentioned, these are hollow ground. These numbers matter more in our sport than any other sport. And so now they have to kind of. They're, they're, a lot of these old guys are the gatekeepers, and they're saying, "I'm going down with that." And yes, these numbers keep increasing a little bit for the guys who we either know use steroids or alleged. They'll get there. They'll get there uh, because our morality is always changing anyway. I mean, think about that. True. Take it. Take it to the real world. Take it to different. You know what? I mean, uh, here we are, right? Barack Obama starts his presidency, and way more than fifty-fifty are like, no, there can't be gay marriage legal in this country. By the time his eight years was up, it had completely flipped. Our morality is always changing, and, and that's fine. That's normal. That's evolution. That's a thought process. That's growth. And and so, listen, that's that's going to happen with some of these guys as well, particularly people like Barry Bonds, who we could see with our eyes were Hall of Fame-level talents before any of this stuff started to go down anyway. But I then w- the conversation goes to the next step, and it's like, okay, if Willie Mays thinks you should be in and you're a media guy – I would stop and take a breath for a minute and ask yourself if your outrage is really necessary. That's fair. I okay. think that's fair. But the next step is I, I, I'm just having the hardest freaking time caring, and I'm wondering why they do either. They don't care, or they say they don't care, what the writers say their whole lives. Isn't it strange? Think about it. An athlete will rage against the sports writer. Or the media member, the TV, the radio guy. They'll rage against them in the locker room. They'll say falsehoods like, well, I don't read uh, anything that they say in the papers. Yes, you do. Um, And so you do know about it. You use it as a driving force. 
you don't really respect those who have opinions who didn't play, even though you acknowledge the fact that they can have one and how it does help their career, but you don't respect that your whole life. And then you get to the end of your career and those same guys basically give you the ultimate compliment and say, you were great. And you cry, you cry tears of joy because the people you've spent the last 20 years saying you don't respect now acknowledge you. What a weird process. I have a word for you. One word, and I will elaborate it on the other side. Okay. Validation. Okay. And I'll explain what I mean next. Fox Sports Radio. All right, Alex Marvez at the top of the hour. Great news. Quick way you can save some money, switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, 15 minutes. Save 15% or more on car insurance. Birdie for Tiger at the par five. He's only two back, but he also hasn't hit a straight shot in like four holes. And he just ripped his next tee shot into the woods again. So, Well, uh, when you said good news, I thought that's what you were going to refer yeah, to. No. Ge- Geico is good news. It is. But I thought you were going to be referring to Tiger Woods being, uh, what is he, one, one behind so one? He's one down by behind. two. Kepka's at 12. Uh, I think Thomas is at 11 and Tiger is at 10, uh, as are others. So uh, that's that's where it stands right now. Uh, but he's not he's not hitting the ball straight, right? And uh, he's not. And we were trying to figure out: is he is he too pumped? Is he what what's the what's going on? He's just not very straight off the tee. That's been the whole deal. I mean, he, he you know that's that's kind of what has held him back uh, this year and why he keeps getting a lot of top tens but not ones. Can, can I take a hard left right now? Yeah. And uh, I'm really good at those. Well, you used Let's the word you used the word validation. I did. Yeah. But no, that that would oh, be now you got that would be that would be straight and narrow. That like would, that would because okay. that would make sense. Got this it. is a hard left. Real hard quick. left. Go for it. We need to do this, Alex. Rob, somebody write this down. We need to do this at some point. Best cop, buddy cop. I don't know. Uh, series or movies. Because I'm looking at Chris Tucker right now and Jackie Chan and Rush Hour, <laughs> yeah. and we need to have this. We need to rank them. We need to rank the best buddy cop films. The be- buddy cop films? Yes. Man. Don't think about it now. There's a lot of them. Just think about that. There's a lot of them. All right? Okay. All right. Now, can I, I'm going to turn it back straight. Now, I, I, now, I did a yeah. hard left. I'm bringing us back. If I were your driver's ed teacher, I would just give you a minus three. Don't but, you ever disrespect not, no, Mr. Shemansky. It's not, it's not a death blow, but it's a I'm a cop, you idiot. Yeah, I don't know if Mr. Shemansky is... I want to put him out there. Let's just say he uh, had to get ready to take us out driving, if you know what I meant. <laughs> I'm going to just say that. Oh my God. I could be wrong. So, uh, speaking of lack of validation, I think you just devalued your own driver's license. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I don't, I That's don't think. That's a good point. Yeah, I would, I would leave that one alone. All right, Alex, take you. that out. Dump that, too. All right. All right, so validation. Um, here is my point with validation. You basically, to paraphrase what you were saying, if you're Barry Bonds and so many other athletes who are, you could care less what a reporter or media member says, you're over it, you don't like them, you don't trust them, you can't believe it, then why does it matter then their vote to get into the Hall of Fame Correct. or their thoughts on you in certain uh, instances? Here's why. Recently, Kevin Durant has come out and said what? He talked about the validation of him winning a championship. I, I went to Golden State because I needed to win because it's validation. Did anything about what we've saw in the last now at this point, two championships and two NBA finals, change your opinion about him, the player? No. Um, maybe, maybe for you. Not necessarily for me, but I think for a lot of people, there's always that thing. Uh, it gets overplayed, in my opinion, but a lot of fans in media do look at guys who were in Kevin Durant's position when he was in Oklahoma City. Peyton Manning went through this. Mm-hmm. Ironically, so did uh 
or I should say coincidentally, so did Barry Bonds uh, for a period of time. He can't win the big one. He shrinks in the big moment. Uh, so I think Kevin answered that for some people. That's fair, but we really still feel at the end of the day he's still the, what, second best player in the league? No. Same way we felt for the last five years, give or take. That's true. That he's the second best player of the year. He's one of the greatest shooters we've ever seen, arguably one of the greatest scorers we've ever seen. So, like, he is who he is, but he needed that validation with a win. Unfortunately, for Hall of Famers, especially when you'll talk about baseball and the way they, they regard their Hall of Fame, like, that's the next level. Everybody knows Barry Bonds was good. Everyone knows he was great. Everyone knows he was an all-star. Everyone knows he could hit home runs. Everyone knew this, knew that. But that's the upper echelon. Like, let me become the greatest of the greats. And so, therefore, there is, a, again, the word I use, validation with that. Don't ask me why, don't ask me how, don't ask me to your point, will it change where we don't need it? But there is a validation because at a certain point, he already knew he was good. He already knew he was great. That's why, uh, let's do the recent guys, Ray Lewis and Randy Mossy, guys at the NFL Hall of Fame. But Ray, Ray Lewis knew he was good since he was 14 years old tackling people in Miami. But now he's a Hall of Famer, and that's why you see him cry. It's like, man, this is the culmination of everything, and this is the validation that I'm not only good, I'm not only great, I'm the greatest of the greats. But you know what? I mean, even the validation you talk about with Kevin Durant, that validation was him proving it to himself. I don't think it was for Kevin about what others would oh, say it was, about No, that was for others. We will disagree on that. Really? Because this goes to the conversation we've Talking had before. About when he spoke about it, when he said that validation. It I was think for it, others. It was for, no, he said it was for the peers, like uh, well, to, to the, get that monkey off my back. That's peers. That's not fans and media. That's peers. It's for it's he needed for all of us, included as well as peers, to say, oh, "Okay, he's a champion." Because what have we done? It want to go basketball wise. You're nothing unless you have a ring. That's new. You've heard my theory about Kobe starting that in a complimentary way. Kobe kind of is the reason why we have this great shot, Tiger. Holy smokes! Yeah. <laughs> Great shot. That was that, that was, was insane. And he's making uh, it hard on himself. Yeah, yeah. Of the, <laughs> that but was, that was really that good. was really nice. Okay. But, so so again, I get the sentiment that some five three never played sports but always watched baseball nerdy guy is going to decide whether you're the greatest of the greats. But unfortunately, that's the system in which we have. I understand that. And by the way, I I think it's important for me to add this. I didn't show up with a stack of solutions. Because there is no better way. We, we've learned uh, time and time again. We can't have their peers vote because they don't care. They, like, I, I, I've learned this by talking to enough athletes, even when it comes to something like all-star games or Pro mm -hmm. Bowls. The veterans will like go over to the rookies and be like, here, Rook, take the ballot. I don't care. How many guys didn't vote for LeBron last year? Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. So that's that. insane. But hold on, hold on. Let me, can I jump in there? Because okay. we, had this, we had this conversation a few weeks ago, and I said – Peers, the reason why I think it would be different specifically staying with Hall of Fame is because even that would make them pump their brakes. Like, okay, hold on. Whoa, this is this is heavy. This isn't just a little all-star game or, uh, you know, pick a sport or what have you. No, well, hold, hold on. This is the greats of the greats. Maybe. And there's less guys to, to count for. Let me take a moment. And I think there's more time. It's not like all of a sudden – you get off the playing field of your said sport, and they're like, here, here's a ballot. You're like, what? I don't care. Well, and then you the, get more time with this. You get other, more thought with this. I think guys would take this a bit seriously. I'll buy that. However, I could make the case in the media's favor here that at least in theory, although this does not work, in theory, the media is supposed to be objective and therefore not hold personal grudges. You might have peers who are like, especially with someone like T.O. Okay, is Donovan McNabb going to vote for T.O.? 
Like he has a personal beef. I there. think only Hall of Famers should vote on Hall of Famers. Okay. And I think Heisman Trophy winners. Now the problem with that, the only two to I guess I'll smack myself with a counterpoint would be did you actually see the like like I was gonna use the Heisman for an example. I don't think all the Heisman former winners have seen the Heisman well, candidates OJ play. OJ Simpson the time. hadn't had a TV for the Wait last thirty years. I'm not so going I mean. there with you right now. <laughs> I'm not going there with you. I, I do want to go there with you. Actually, you I do? thought about this driving in. This okay. is about the OJ talk, Larry. I know we're kind of sorta. Are we, yeah. We're not really that close to Brentwood, but sorta. Kind of. Kind of. Just hop back on the 405 not far. here. Not far. Yeah. I was thinking about this because we're talking about Barry Bonds, right? And why isn't he in the Hall of Fame? Because of the alleged steroids. Because he's right. never been caught, right? It's, correct me if I'm wrong. Well, so he did not fail any tests. Correct. He did say in front of a jury, I did not knowingly uh, take steroids. But he did, I think, admit to taking the cream in the clear, using it. I'm going to have to Google this. Yeah, I I'm think so. Google it. Okay, but, but that's, that's fine. But yeah. that's, that goes to my point. That's why he's not in. I'd actually use it better if he, if he said, hey, I did it. Because that would go to my point of... This is one thing when it comes to Hall of Fames, any sport, the morale issue. Okay, so he used steroids. He can't get in. Or this guy, you know, did coke. He can't get in, but that guy did that. So it almost becomes one of those things we might need to step away from the morale well, of it and just kind of keep it within the line. The problem is, is we've already, we're already so far down the road. Like even when you say, just let Hall of Famers vote. Well, how did those guys become Hall of Famers? So we've well, already, the tube is out well, of the toothpaste, all right? We can't get the toothpaste out of the tube. We can't get it back in, Mark. I know. I know. But I guess what, what I'm saying is, like, even go back to the beginning. Because we sit here, and I listen to guys every week scream and yell and debate, and this guy's in, and he shouldn't be in, and he should. Let's go back to the beginning. Who drew the line? Like, who drew the line? And, and, and what gave them the right to draw the line? Who? What? What makes a Hall of Famer? You Look, are. You're not. You're close. You're not. I mean, who? I would venture who, who gets to guess to though that? the beginnings of any Hall of Fame. Most people we would agree with. I think the further we go along, there's too many, and that's not even talking about the NBA or the Basketball Hall of Fame. Way too many ifs. To me, Hall of Fame should be if it, if it only is seven players, then so be it. Yeah. To me, it should be. Hey, watch this. Peyton Manning, Hall of Famer. Yeah. Alex, Rob, Robert, yes, no doubt, right? Everybody, okay, clear. When Tom Brady retires, right? Yes. Yeah, but there's always somebody who disagrees. Right. Even and then, the, even and the then we throw them out of a window. Okay. So there's, there's. A, I mean, I got somebody's gonna not. No, I'm serious. Like somebody like, won't vote for Derek Jeter in two years because they want to go. Gonna, they want to be invited on every sports show in the country to explain why they didn't. But there and will, it raises their profile. Okay, and that's fine because then there'll be the one idiot of let's yeah. say the hundred voters or what have you. Yeah. That's fine. But my point is, Derek Jeter, yes. You know, uh, if you want to go, obviously Mickey Mantle, we can go all the old guys. If you want to go the newer, like Albert Pujols, like we know, yes. So I feel like a Hall of Famer to me in every sport should be an absolute ridiculous okay. automatic. Okay. Not a, not so, a, not a. Ooh, I think maybe ah, uh, sort of. Ooh. So let me take your point then. I don't like you're too happy your face right Watch now. Watch this. Like this. Watch this. We're gonna bring in Gascon first, but if only because I hear a lot of people say that if only the obvious ones should go in. Dot dot dot. Let's go to Gascon. I don't like this. Let's get David Gascon in here because there is <laughs> a developing situation. Ah! 
in very sweaty St. Louis. David, please take us there. Well, guys, we got uh, a lot going on today in uh, Major League Baseball. Oh, come on. But <laughs> what, are the, what are the Rays doing? What are the Twins doing? I am holding my breath. Tiger's doing some stuff. Yeah, brother. He uh, he just birdied nine. Yep, out of the woods. At, out of the woods. Out of the woods. <laughs> he was like in the parking lot. <laughs> By the way, should that be the name of his uh, his biography when this is all over? Hey, it'd be pretty <laughs> fitting, though, right? It, it would be like pretty it. damn yeah. fitting. Yeah. I mean, out of the woods, out of the garage, <laughs> and into the clubhouse. Into the frying pan or something. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I mean, uh, so yeah, he's one stroke behind after he just birdied nine. Justin Thomas, though, just birdied as well, so he has a share of the lead. Brooks Kepka is only through seven, though. Thomas is through ten. Woods is through nine. So, with all that being said, you have three golfers separated by just one stroke. Kepka, Thomas at minus 12. Tiger Woods is at minus 11. He Again, he's through nine, while Thomas is through ten and Kepka's through seven. Ke- so Kepka just birdied again, yeah. Yeah. So, so he goes through, to 13. Yeah, he's at 13 now, Bogey and he's done time, through eight. So. By, by the way, guys, uh, I figured out the name of Tiger Woods' book. What is it? Perkins and Percocet. <laughs> Don't. I'm sorry. Dude, come on. Dude. It was just sitting there. On I had, a, on I'm a sorry. positive day like this, that'd be great. Because then, like the the picture on the book, the cover, he'd be like hanging from a from a military helicopter. There you go. Like, doing his doing per- his whole military just, like, uh, Perkins, Marine thing. Perkins set. Per- just Perkins, Perkins set. set. Yeah. Perkins okay. Set. Okay. Right. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. We're sorry, Dave. Go ahead. Uh, Chris Sale picked up the W today. He's 12 and four with a ERA that's blistering at 197. Give no runs, a hit, 12 Ks. Red Sox beat the Orioles today, 4-1. to one. Yankees were doing some work. Swung on and drilled to right. It is high. It is far. It is gone. A bullet home run into the right field seats. Yes, indeedy. This is the dawning of the age of Gregorius. He hits another home run. Five runs in the inning. It's a two-run blast, and the Yankees take a 6 nothing lead. Yeah, they, they That's how you call it. That one is so much better than the Nosy Posto Parlo thing for oh, Stanton. Oh, that one happened oh, today, too. The age of Gregorius. That's phenomenal. That's good. Gregorius, 21 home runs down the season. Stanton hit his 30th. Aaron Hicks has 20. Yankees beat the Rangers 7-2. Kelvin, I do have an answer to your question. Which one? Martin Riggs. Roger Murtaugh. Riggs! Oh, Riggs! That's, true. that's 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 a good one. I'm that's too good. old for this. That's yeah. that's that's priceless, <laughs> man. Yeah, okay, but that's why we gotta rank we gotta rank like maybe we'll top three. We'll do three. The banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> we're gonna go three or we're gonna maybe do top three or top five. But <laughs> that may be number one. I can't give it away. Actually, yet. we should no, we should just let Dave decide because his dad was a cop. That's pretty good. Oh, well there you have it. Yeah, on the good. OJ case, which keeps coming up today. <laughs> what the hell is going on in here? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> OJ Seriously. Sundays. You got a lot going on. You got a lot going on. Guys, do you want a uh, football note? Sure. Christian Hackenberg has a new team. What? The Philadelphia Eagles picked him up. Uh, so, uh, by, uh, I assume Kaepernick got picked up then too, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Who, did, who signed him? Uh, does he want to go to a team as a third stringer? Good. Yes, he yes. does. I wouldn't. Yes. Because he believes in his talent that he would then edge out at least the backup. He's good enough to be a starter. All right, this is for another conversation. Okay, He's breaking, a starter We got somewhere. breaking news also. Breaking news. Tiger just hit a fairway. 
That is breaking With news. a driver. See, but now I'm nervous, With a though. driver. I know. Now, now they, he's, he's going to go sideways. Right. <laughs> now the next a... shot is going to stink. Yeah. Oh, man. This is fun. This is. is golf not fun right now? This is fun. This is crazy. These guys are making birdies. Bitmans <laughs> coming down the stretch. Ish. Yes, sir. Can I, I throw want, ish in there? I want John Sterling to announce the golf today. There you go. Now, now that might that, be Would good. that be fun? It's fun-ish. <laughs> I'm going to give you an ish. It's fun-ish. <laughs> Tiger at a major is not fun-ish. It's okay. It's that's only fun. fun because I'm sitting next to you. All right. All right. That's fine. If I was at home, I don't know. But no, you're right. Tiger, it is. Like, a matter of fact, were, I got to text some people. I know they're excited about this. Yeah. Let me text my What if you people. were at my home and I made nachos? Would that Ooh. be fun? I do. I make turkey nachos. And you probably, knowing you the way you eat, you probably make them in five minutes. Oh, so you can yeah. consume them in 10. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's Because you don't play around. That's quick, brother. You're on three. I, you're on your third meal. And we've been on, what, a couple of hours? Yeah, hour 35. Yeah. I got nothing left, though. That was it. First of all, you can't you can't have nothing left when your bag is the size of, like, I mean, Look, you got seven bags well, no, over there. You, all you had was some salad and a salmon? No, no, no. Well, I ate a bunch of it in the car on the way here. This is concerning, <laughs> brother. No, like, for real, like, seriously, do you have a tapeworm or what's going on? I need to know what's going on. Do you know that you are not the first radio partner I've had who has accused me of a tapeworm? Did I you mean, ever deny it? Did you no, say no? I well, I haven't been checked. I've been to the doctor. They've never said anything. Because you weigh like a buck eighty. <laughs> I do weigh le- I do weigh less than two hundred. I don't weigh a buck eighty, but I'm point less- is you look good. Thank you, brother. Now, granted, again, you had salmon and lettuce. I had you had lettuce. <laughs> it was arugula. It, arugula's good though. I'll give you that. <laughs> a olive oil salt. Lo- I, I, I can't deny arugula. A little parm. Huh? Shape okay. Farm? Ooh. Say. Now here's the now here's the thing, Alex. Check how he did me though. He keeps bringing it up, right? He didn't offer your boy any. I'm you just gonna say that. Who's you shit? know how many times we've been here and we've never been offered either? Mm. Come on now. Oh, uh, you're vegan. Ooh. I got Shay Farm on there. You would have said no. Wait, yeah, are you true. vegan? Yeah. yeah, I am actually. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that, brother. Yeah. That's okay, man. I take <laughs> it for the team. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you yeah, you do look like you haven't had you haven't had a carb or a piece of meat in how long? It's probably been over a year now. There you go. See, and I would have guessed four months. There you go. It's been only four months, right? All right. All jokes aside, we're going to move on. I do need to know, can you give me, in a matter of like 45 seconds, your What's vegan up? experience? Why are you vegan and how has it been going? For better health, it's been amazing. Um, everything's been transitioning with my workouts, mental state, and also the abbreviation of life itself. And I can see the matriculation it's making to the people around me and also myself in the push oh, forward of life. It also, hey, I need to go it vegan. also expanded his you, vocabulary. Did Yo, you I need that? to go vegan. Did you just hear like that? I'm telling you, man. sensation. He, with a continuation, you had. I, I, I was like, one more Asian, I was gonna know something. <laughs> that was good. Wow! Not the first time he's been asked. Apparently, you know what I'm gonna do? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna you never not vegan. ask you to get on the mic again. You mess around, and get us fired around these parts. <laughs> Wouldn't you say that that answer though is everything you hate about vegans? Uh, that, that's a good <laughs> yes, it was. Yo, uppity like, vegan. You. Like, just so you know, Alex, like us carnivores want to say, what's it like being vegan? And we want you to be like. It sucks. Yeah, I know. I want a burger so exactly. bad right now. That's what we want. I worked it in and out for two years. I had enough burgers. I'm good. Go, man. Ooh, dang. Yeah, that, that's that's why you went vegan. Dangerous. That dude was part of it. Okay. toe up. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. All right, we're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. Only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, so I'm going to challenge your thought. You want a Hall of Famer. You want them to all be the no-doubters. I do. The obvious ones, right? Right. Okay, so it's so obvious, then why does it need to be stated? I don't need a building 
and a media guy with a hot dog to tell me that Peyton Manning's a Hall of Famer. I already knew that, and so did he. I'm a, I, I, look, man, What's I'm trying water, my water? absolute hardest to not DDT you because <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting ready to DDT you right now. Okay, there are classifications to things. Okay, there Why? are there is Why? there are there's every musician will tell you they hate that. Oh, I'm sorry, no, you can't fit into our radio station. Sorry, because you don't fit in our box. No, no, no. I, I get that. I'm talking about the levels to it. So I, I get the, the musicians like I'm just an artist. I'm not a uh, hip hop artist. I'm not a rock artist. I'm not a pop artist. I get that. I'm we're talking about. There's levels to this. Blank. Right. Okay. Right. But we already know what they are. So, in other words, if if everybody needs five years for Derek Jeter to come up with his speech, then let's just have a speech in five years. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm with you on the time. I don't thing. need a like vote. Kobe Bryant. I, roll right on up in the Hall I, of Fame. All respect. He just happens to be the first name I thought of. I don't need Bob Nightingale to tell me that Derek Jeter's a Hall of Famer. I don't need it. Derek Jeter's a Hall of Famer. Cool. Speech. Go. But but, but then you're on my side. What's your side? My side is that. A Hall of Famer needs to be someone that is so great that all of it, there's no argument. Do you want to know what I would dig, actually, about Hall of Fame speeches? What's that? Fox Sports Radio. That's next. All right, Mark Willard, Kelvin Washington, Fox Sports Radio. Alex Marvez, 15 minutes. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So, Terrell Owens just did this. But what if it wasn't controversial? Again, I don't need to be told that Derek Jeter's a Hall of Famer. I also don't need it to be in the middle of nowhere New York, where I've never been and I know it's hard to get to. What if every Hall of Famer, whether they pass some sort of polo shirt hot dog test or not, what if they got to choose the entire ceremony, the backdrop, the place, the setting, everything. Wouldn't that be interesting? It would be for me because the entire point of a Hall of Fame speech, and it's one of the reasons I supported Terrell Owens last week, is I don't really care about your stats. I don't like numbers. They often don't tell the whole story. Bounce a pass off somebody's chest plate, and it's an interception. Well, except for you threw it right where you were trying to throw it. Numbers lie all the time. Worst show name in the history of sports media. <laughs> Numbers don't lie. Sure they do. Every day. So the whole point of a Hall of Fame speech, why I supported the way Ray Lewis did it, which was different than anything we've ever seen. Because those things are telling us something about you. That's storytelling. Terrell Owens, Chattanooga, different setting. Ray Lewis, wireless mic. Forgot the podium was even there. Preached. That's telling us something about Ray. That's way more interesting than a parade of guys wearing the same jacket at the same podium saying the same thing. I would let these guys build their own ceremony. And then we would learn something about them and hear the story. So you know what I just learned about you? What did you learn? You plan nothing at your home. (laughs) You plan absolutely nothing at your home. You are the guy who just, why can't we all do this? And why can't we go there? And everybody eat their own dinner tonight. Well, I You're am, that guy. I am, I, am, I am at that spot in our lives. Like, so 11-year-old son who loves to golf. Mm-hmm. And ev- the question during summer every day, Dad, can we golf today? And the answer is usually no. Um, but we'll probably get nine holes in after the show today. Okay. 
And we're at this stage where now nine-year-old daughter is getting proficient enough. Can I come too? And brother's like, oh. right? But no, my yeah, my answer's yes. My answer's yes. Like, why? I, I, I don't want to just sound like I challenge everything, but I kind of like to challenge everything. Why not? Why can't it look different? Well, why- you know what? Because th- this is my thing. You don't plan these things. So therefore... There is there are logistics to these things, right? There we we want to make sure we're celebrating. We want to make sure it's on television the right way. Now right. maybe as we're getting closer and closer to uh, social media is going to take over everything. So maybe there is an element of hey, to let's use them as an example, and your people plan it out. Here's the criteria so that it that it fits as far as our our framing and everything when it comes to airing it. So you know on, on Twitter or whatever it oh, may it's be. It's already possible. That's what you ever watch TV on New Year's Eve. I do. Every musical act that they show there on one else. line is somewhere else. But you're proving my point that that was well thought out in advance. Okay. So it can't be then out of the blue TOs like, oh, matter of fact, we're going to do oh, it at, at Ray Ray House. I'm not saying don't tell anybody. I'm saying, hey, Derek Jeter, we'd like to celebrate your career next summer. Boy, Mark, tell you, us you have worked you- in television <laughs> before. You know this. They need TV crew, satellite crew. They got to do this. They got to send people out. They got to send a makeup woman give me or a, man. Give me a year, a, a year buildup. That's fine. Hey, Derek, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame in two years. Where would you like to do it? How would you like to do it? What do you want to say? Do you want chips and salsa? What is do the you problem with everybody? Dancers? What is wrong with everybody getting on the plane? For one weekend out of your whole year, and we come hang out together, and we celebrate, and we fellowship, and we spend time, and we all hug each other, remember the good old times. What is wrong with that? Nothing. If that's what the guys want to do. Have I, they not been wanting to do it for 100 years? My point is, I feel like we're, Boy, celebrating, we're celebrating the process. We're celebrating the guys who have decided they have the right to put guys in or not by Sticking it all in a box. Everybody, every year. By the way, there can only be five Hall of Famers. Well, what if there are 12 this year? Well, what's, what's wrong with that? Why do we all have to go to the same city, wear the same jacket, do it the same way? I hope all your kids ask you why for everything. <laughs> they do. I hope, I hope they Boy, continue your daughters, to. How old are your daughters? Uh, well, one is still baking okay. in the oven. And, the and then one, one, one will what, be two, two in November. Yeah. See, she hadn't started asking the questions the yet. The why's yet? Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh! Well, I don't know. Yours must be easy, Daddy. Why not? You're right. Do it. <laughs> no. You must be really easy. No, but I do want. I want her mind open to be able to do all the things the world's going to tell her she can't. And I feel that. And okay. all jokes aside, I totally okay. get. I I get that. But I do think there is. There's nothing wrong with at some point having. Uh, some singularity, some, hey, we're all going to meet up here and we're all going to do this thing. We're going to yeah, celebrate. And- it's like, you know, hey, we're all going to meet up every 10 years. We're going to have a class reunion. We're going to, you know, it's not going to be like, hey, I'm via Skype right now. I'm celebrating <laughs> our class reunion. No, but, you're but, all going to get together the, the, and we're going to celebrate. The truth is 95% of the guys would probably want to do it that way. But why has it got to be so offensive if somebody doesn't? You know what we used now that, to do? Now that, I, okay. I, that's a conversation okay. I'm with. So, so like, what, what if, I can tell you this. I had a group of guys that for years, like, you know, mostly before everybody had kids and life got, you know, much, much harder, we went on an annual golf trip. Mm-hmm. And it got to a point where it was like each year, you get to plan it. Okay, now, Bob, over there, now you get to plan it. Dennis, now it's your year. And so they got to... I don't want to make it sound like they're expressing themselves, but it was like 
they got to say, hey, you know what? I know this one area. I know these courses. I know these places that we could go after the rounds. And they built a trip. And it was cool. It was like not just a trip, but we also got to kind of go to somebody's backyard and learn a little bit about them and their place. I would love to see that in this process. Hey, fellas, you know what Mark needs to do? <laughs> Mark needs to watch some more of football life. All right? Get some more football life in your I'm, life. I'm learn watching. about – Terrell Owens grew up in Chattanooga <laughs> where he would fish with a guy who he did not know hey, was his father. Hey, listen, is this not what we're all doing with content right now anyway? What is hard knocks? What is it? Sometimes boring, but yeah, it's uh it is a uh, I didn't think so. Did you watch last week? Last week was good. Was last good, week. Right? Yeah, but it it, it can not be a, hit or miss. Not a lot of football, huh? Well, it's content, you're right. It, you get to see behind the the, the family process, the buying a house yep. process, the, and, and unfortunately we got to see uh the Hugh Jackson's loss of of a, what was it a brother and a mother all a, in a, a month or something matter of a, a few weeks yeah it was a mom and it was a, brother. a brother or sister yeah, yeah it was yeah. it was all bad yeah, yeah. Uh, um so yeah Jarvis Landry goes off on the receiving core inside a building so now you want just Hall of Fame speeches all over the world storytelling man, man you better come give me your 15, 20 minute speech all together I'll see you in Canton nah I mean if I want to be there that's why you I did that no what, yellow jacket having <laughs> Alex Marvez knows all about standard football joins us next so what's the difference between 2018 and I don't know circa 2010 here's the difference at the Masters with the Nike swoosh when Tiger's Sunday beautiful short shot and the ball suddenly sits on the lip of the cup mm. Ten years ago, it falls in. That's why I was screaming here. It's gonna go oh. in. It's gonna go in. It's gonna go in. But that's almost how like life has turned out for him. It just didn't go in. And then two seconds later, Brooks Kepka hit one out of the sand, and his almost did go in. He's gonna stay three shots ahead of Tiger, two shots ahead of Thomas Peters, Justin Thomas, and Adam Scott, who just got to twelve. Now, lots of golf still to go. Tiger's still got like seven more holes. Uh, they're about to turn onto the back nine, and down the stretch they come. A lot of big names, a lot of birdies going on at the PGA Championship. We will keep you up to date. Kelvin Washington, Mark Willard, live. Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. Sirius XM NFL Radio. Find him on Twitter, at Alex Marvez. Alex joins us now live Alex, I, I was thinking of this. So now we've seen all the five first-round rookie quarterbacks and certainly a small sample size and just preseason. But so far, <laughs> based on what we saw, I would say Mayfield and Darnold 1 and 1A. Next was Rosen, then Allen, then Lamar Jackson. Would you agree? Yeah, I, th I think you got that nailed down right. And, you know, of course, the Browns are going to the Super Bowl after what we saw in week one. But, you know, what you like about, about Mayfield was this, a guy who goes through his progressions, right? A guy who didn't panic in the pocket. He kept his eyes going downfield. I mean, all the things that you need to be a successful quarterback in the NFL didn't just turn and run. You know, he trusted his team. And he, you could tell that he's been studying, you know, and I think that's the thing that you like. And I'm with you on, on Darnold. Although, you know, what, what I love to see is like when guys go against the ones, you know what I mean? And as the, the preseason increases and we see 
little wrinkles in the defense, and we try to figure out, okay, is this guy going to be able to recognize this stunt that the defensive line is pulling off or this type of, of trick coverage you know, that, that's happening here? So we're going to see a little bit more about these young men as the preseason goes on, but I think really, honestly, especially with Lamar rebounding with a better performance you know, in his second preseason game this week, for the Ravens, I don't think any of these teams right now are having any sort of buyer's remorse or anything like that. I think they feel good about their futures. Yeah, these young guys did look good the last couple of weekends. Uh, but let me ask you this. The young guys, one thing we know is that no matter what, they're going to have ups and downs and they're going to take time. What do you think from just being around these teams, I think you're with the Jags most recently, when they yeah. have these young guys who look promising, Baker Mayfield or, or a <laughs> Sam Darnold, but then you're like, but I need to win now because if we win, that means I look good, my part of the part of the team, and we can win. I can get a contract. Versus, yeah, he might be better for us in the long run. So how does that work in the locker room where you have maybe the guys who are on the fringe who are saying I need to win now versus obviously a guy who is a solidified star who doesn't matter for him. You know, you raise such a great perspective on this because you know, look, players who are short time. Let's take Kyle Williams, right? I mean, you know, it, for the Buffalo Bills, this might be his last NFL season. He's 35 years old. He's never won a playoff game. So I think he's pulling for whatever gives him the best chance to win, if you understand what it is that I'm saying, right? I mean, you want to know, okay, just, just you know, what is this quarterback going to By the time the season is over, is he going to be ready to maybe make some noise in the playoffs? And listen, for all of these five teams that have a rookie quarterback, I mean, you know, thinking about Super Bowl is unrealistic. Even thinking about the playoffs to some extent is unrealistic. And look, the other thing about it as well, uh, when it comes to like I, I'm good, like you mentioned Jacksonville, you know they were like, oh man, we could play Blake Bortles right away. He looked really good in the preseason, and then you saw what happened with Blake, right? I, I mean, you know, look, it, it almost derailed his career. Fortunately, the Jaguars were able to get him back on track. They love them some Blake Bortles in Jacksonville. There is no question. Now, listen, everyone else across the country can laugh and they can mock it and say, look, and Blake Bortles is this really the guy that's going to take you to a Super Bowl? But the Jaguars, to a man, truly believe that this is their guy. But again, they almost ruined Blake Bortles by playing him too early in his NFL career. So let's keep that in mind a little bit as well, especially with some of these early entry juniors that just haven't had the starts at the, at the you know, college level. That you know, It's not like they're coming in starting 40-something games. A lot of these kids now are coming in 30-something games. We saw Mitch Trubisky last year. You know, he, didn't even, he only started for one season at UNC. So I think each quarterback has to be looked at individually and just make sure that, okay, they're going to take their lumps, but don't destroy their self-confidence and don't, like you pointed out, Kay, don't destroy their teammates' confidence in them as well along the way. Alex Marvez is with us. And, Alex, I'm going to take another small sample size. Uh, and it, it, So it means nothing that Kirk Cousins and the Vikings looked really good in their, their first series last night. Um, but – it's funny. The Vikings are one of the favorites in the NFC. People are expecting Cousins to look good. And then when he did, it got me thinking of something. I'm like, these last three years, it's the weirdest NFL story I've ever seen in my entire life. In that a quarterback showed out, did some really good things over a long period of time. Was it great? Sure, we could argue that it wasn't great. But it was good. And in the NFL, when a team finds a good quarterback – Man, they hold on with a death grip, and the Redskins just never did, and I still don't understand it to this day. Well, a couple things about this. First, you have to understand that their general manager, Scott McClune, he has essentially told me that his perception of, of Kirk Cousins when he was the Redskins GM was essentially game manager. You know, he really, that's how he felt about him. He felt, as this, and he's told me this on the record on a Sirius XM show. He said, look, as long as you're not expecting him to win, your, win the game on a regular basis, you'll be fine with Kirk Cousins. I don't think that he as a GM was in love with him. 
So what are you going to pay for Kirk Cousins? Listen, and, and I'm listen. I'm with you. You know, if you don't think Kirk Cousins is your guy, well, then have an, a secondary plan, right? Draft a quarterback, et cetera. Instead, the Redskins' secondary plan is Alex Smith and how it played out. But, look, a couple things about this. Number one, Kirk Cousins did improve during his time with the Redskins. You know, they had him on a rookie contract, but he didn't become a starter so late into it that it became very difficult for them to reach agreement on a contract extension. His agent, uh, you know, and it was, you know, a priority sports and entertainment out of Chicago, they played this perfectly, you know, as far as making the Redskins franchise him year after year. And then the Redskins were just, after they went down that road, it was very tough because why wouldn't he just keep playing under the franchise tag each year betting on himself that his value was going to continue to increase, they, they just couldn't come to an agreement on the price, and the Vikings were willing to do something completely outside the box and different about this. You know, what concerns me about the Redskins is what is their long-term plan at quarterback? Alex Smith is going to be his 14th season in the league. I mean, that's, that's a long time in this game. They're talking about signing Colt, you know, they signed Colt McCoy to a contract extension. I mean, are any of these guys supposed to be difference makers? That's why the Redskins are just spinning their wheels as a franchise. And listen, I'm not a Ben McAdoo fan by any stretch of the imagination, but when he said a few weeks ago, the Redskins are the Redskins when assessing the NFC East, I get where he's coming from. It's a team to me that's probably around 500 and probably missing the playoffs once again. I can't believe you even asked, Alex, what's their long-term plan. They've never had a long-term plan, or at least not in the last 25 years. Uh, Alex Marvez is our guest. Let me let me switch gears. Let me show some love and shed some love on the running backs in the league. So we've seen a resurgence lately. You got guys like Todd Gurley, obviously Le'Veon Bell, and everyone's excited about Saquon. Can you talk about maybe the running backs, their role in the NFL right now, and and also kind of flip it to their value, where we saw Todd Gurley get paid? Well, see, it depends upon what you have as a running back. It's it's almost like the quarterback position, right, and how you value it. If you have a great player, generally you pay them, right? And when you don't, you draft. Well, some teams, when it comes to the running backs, they're willing to do committee running backs. Look at the, the teams that have won the Super Bowl as of late. Are you Philadelphia, running back by committee? Atlanta, running back by committee? Denver was C.J. Anderson, but, it, you know, I don't know what that offense was in Super Bowl 50, but you get my point here. You know, you've had teams that have had success, you know, using that approach. But to me, when you have special running backs, and we had a lull in the NFL for a while. Look, the, the college draft just simply didn't produce great running backs. I mean, do you remember the lost draft of 2013 when Bishop Sankey was selected as the first running back by the Tennessee Titans? No, of course you don't, because you have better things to do. The point is, I do. I don't have better things to do. So you remember, <laughs> some years, some years, it's just not those great running backs, right? I mean, that just... They're not special. And, you know, but lately we've been getting some special running backs. And what you're seeing, too, is teams want to play fast. They want to keep their personnel on the field. And they want to create mismatches. So a guy like Todd Gurley, who, you know, Jeff Fisher couldn't figure it out, but the, the new Rams coaching staff did. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. Same with Zeke Elliott. We know Saquon Barkley can. And, you know, my partner in SiriusXM, Gil Brand, he's a huge Leonard Fournette fan. And, by the way, Leonard looks unbelievable. And he could see him staying on the field nonstop because of his ability to catch the football, which is underrated. So I think that's what we're seeing now from some teams that believe if we're going to move the ball really quickly, we don't want to sub. We want to have an all-purpose running back. Well, when you have a chance to draft an elite-level player, even though the injury risk at the position is high, you'd rather take them, you'd rather take them and, and play with them. Like, you know, obviously you've seen some of these teams drafting running backs higher in recent years. Yeah, Alex, I mean, a uh, big fan of Saquon Barkley, but I, I, I thought, my goodness, it, you know, number two overall pick when they, they probably could have used uh, a quarterback of the future didn't make much sense to me, and, and here's why. You know, you look at guys last year, uh, I, I mean, people already forget this. The, the NFL's leading rusher was a third-round pick from Toledo last year that yeah. nobody had heard of. There was Alvin Kamara, came out of nowhere. So I'm looking at preseason action now, and, and those second- and third-round running backs who pop on screen in the preseason, I'm going, 
Okay, I see you. So talk to me about Royce Freeman and Carrion Johnson. They stood out to me this week, Alex. You're right. Now, listen, I, I'll be honest. I didn't have a chance to see Carrion play because I've been doing so much traveling, but I did get to see Royce Freeman, and what a nice touchdown run he had. And, and hey, I think there is a real battle at starting running back for the Broncos. By the way, speaking of quarterbacks, Paxton Lynch, oh, oh my goodness. Goodbye. I never want to have to see that again. <laughs> wow. and, you know, and, and I'll tell you, the line of the weekend, by the way, goes to Mark Kisla, the Denver Post. They're still in business, by the way. They haven't fired everyone yet. So, But Mark Kisla is saying that, you know what, it's a disgrace to the game that Paxton Lynch has a job in the NFL and Colin Kaepernick doesn't. Mm. I mean, it disrespects the game. I thought, wow, what a powerful line. But yeah. after watching Paxton, you just saw a guy who just absolutely, you know, was just terrible. I mean, they need a running game to cover up for their quarterback deficiencies in Denver. And I'll tell you, visiting their training camp this past week, if you were to ask me, you know, you have those, you know, prop bets and all that about, you know, what head coach is on the hot seat, who might get fired first. Man, if, if Vance Joseph doesn't last a season, I, I'll be honest with you, I would not be surprised one iota. I, I just don't get the feeling that, that he's overly impressive out in Denver from talking to the people out there. It just Maybe this was a, just a bad hire of someone who just simply wasn't ready to be a head coach at the time. But this Broncos team, that was a mess last night on the offensive side of the ball. And I tell you, not a lot of reason for optimism. It's going to get a whole heck of a lot better, if the, at least during the preseason while these backups play. I want to ask you a quick question here before we break, because you just mentioned, uh, talked about the fact that Colin Kaepernick should be in instead of Paxton Lynch. Aaron Rodgers spoke out recently and said some things, which, you know, he's been kind of uh, flexing his, uh, you know, he's been saying things more so the last year or so than he ever has and having an opinion more than we've ever heard him have. Um, what has been the reception with that, coming from arguably the second face of the league outside of Tom Brady? Uh, him speaking out and is it maybe has the league been upset about it have other players maybe owners of the, the you know the Packers have they been upset or have people been embracing it well I think just this I mean look Aaron's spoken out a lot of a lot about a lot of issues he's spoken a little bit about it in the past I mean he's Aaron Rodgers right he's got a certain amount of cachet it's not going to prevent the Packers from trying to sign him up for the rest of his career I think calling out his wide receivers was something different and how badly they were playing in practice but Look, the clock is ticking on Aaron Rodgers, just like with Alex Smith, 14 years in the NFL. And, you know, I think for Aaron, it gets a little bit frustrating. You know, you're told every year, oh, you're the best quarterback in football. You're great. And then what are you surrounded by? You know, the offense just, just seems like it's a little bit archaic, maybe, compared to what he's done in his past. You know, it's not, you know, you expect your wide receivers to win one-on-one matchups rather than scheme guys to get open sometimes. I think that's been difficult, the lack of a marquee running back. And by the way, Aaron Rodgers sacked 22 times last season in the six or so games that he did play. That's way too much. I, I look at this Packers team, and I used to just pencil them in each season for the playoffs. I can't do that anymore, you know, to be honest with you, with what's going on up there and the transition that's going on with a new general manager and trying to revamp some of the talent. But, I mean, but Aaron, look, he's feisty. He's angry, but it ain't going to prevent him from getting paid. Alex, great stuff. Great to have you. We appreciate it as always. We'll do it again next week. Thank yes, you. Yes, we will. There he goes. Alex Marvez, Sirius XM on the NFL. Ernest Biner coming up in 15 minutes, but coming up next. Listen, uh, I grew up listening to this guy. Absolutely one of my favorites. He's got a brand new job that he just started a couple of days ago. And his reaction to something that happened in that game was very different from mine. That's next. This program brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Last year, over 3 million drivers switched to Progressive. Call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit Progressive.com today and find out if you could save. That's scary. I didn't... I did not know that. I did not know that Man. there was a fake IG Mark Willard account. You got a fan out here. No, 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 no. Did I tell you my Kelvin Washington 
story? Oh, you got uh, you got people? Yeah, who... 30 seconds, I'll tell you. Well, yeah. intro, intro us up, brother. Pay, okay. Let's pay some bills. First off, Tiger Woods, birdie, second place, 12 under, two back of Kepka. Tiger's got six holes to play. Kepka's got seven. This is good. Um, Ernest Biner is coming up in 10 minutes. Mark Willard, Kevin Washington, Fox Sports Radio. Now's the part where you talk. Go ahead. No, I, I appreciate that. It was a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful intro as no, no, well. No, 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 no. You can talk whenever you want. I appreciate that. I, I um, You can just interrupt me, man. You don't need to worry about it. Well, I have been doing that now That's for two good. hours and, and 22 minutes. Yeah, don't worry. I'll do it back. What was I about to interrupt you for again? I don't know. You had some. No, you Instagram, had a- Kelvin Washington. Instagram. So, so there, so I, everybody's like, why do you have K-Dub Live? By the way, K-Dub Live on Twitter and Instagram, K-D-U-B-B-L-I-V-E. Because I'm doing a little post here, and I was trying to get yours, and we started talking about it. So I think there is a fake... Mark Willard, unless I gotta unless this now, unless you started one no, years no, no, ago no. and forgot. No, I didn't do that. No, so the at MT Willard, you'll see a picture of me looking like I'm doing a namaste. Okay, that's me. There's a uh, apparently like a Mark underscore Willard. Yeah, there is a Mark underscore Willard. That's not me. That's, that's not a little me. strange. I don't know who. Somebody that is. likes you a little too much. I'm that's, gonna be honest. With I mean, you. yeah, like I'm and not the. I'm not the nah, brother. I'm not so, the type that you creepy, crawly. Nah, brother. Like, you you do do talk radio, and have been doing it for a long time. Forty three year old white guy with three kids, and nah, we go home brother. and make burritos. Somebody way, is sitting at home dying to get your opinions every day, <laughs> every day. Come on, but my dog. point was, so I'm I'm like, you know what? Let me let me not Kate up live it. Let me let me get Kelvin Washington. So I go on Twitter. I can't do Kelvin Washington because it gets all the way to Kelvin Washington. It gets to the O. But I can't get the in. So I can't do that on Twitter. I'm like, all right, well, maybe I'll do it on Instagram. So I do it. It says, no, you can't do it. You can't have it because there is a Kelvin Washington. I said, dang, okay. I click on this guy. He has one picture from like 196 weeks ago. <laughs> maybe lower than that now. It's a young black dude with a tile around his neck holding it in the tile, like trying to look cool on the beach or something. That's not And I, I, I messaged him. I said, brother, I got, I, I'll pay you for the name. I, I Maybe I did put only $50 on there. That's not the point. <laughs> I told him I would pay him for like the name. Like not a lot, but maybe a little bit. Yeah, I think back then my money was a little, my money was okay. funny back then. <laughs> and I said, man, I will pay you for this. And I don't know if he's with us on earth anymore. I'm concerned. So there's my Kelvin Washington, not on Instagram. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay, okay Tiger. Tiger. Okay, Tiger. Ooh. Ooh. Look, the swag is back now. Ooh, he's striding. He's wiping his brow. Ooh, he even threw the brow down. You see that? Yeah, he he's... wiped sweat from his brow, and then he whapped, he whapped it on the ground. I like that. He whapped it on the ground. <laughs> what? Oh, man. So, anyway, Mark, this is, uh, Mark this is... underscore Willard. Okay, I'm yeah. No, no, no. Now, that's I, not I, me. I, what, that's, what did you see that... when you looked, by the way? I saw you were looking. Did, uh-huh. Is it creepy? Yeah, no. It's not... Actually, I know who that is. I know he had a he had a we had a Twitter thing. He's one of the only people I've ever blocked on Twitter. This has been a long time. And now. didn't I just tell you? Years, I told years you. Ago. It's somebody who's obsessed with yeah, you. Yeah, there, there it was. It was a little bit of a creepy thing. So people, if you know, like I will not block you on Twitter unless you do one of two things: you go get creepy crawly like mm-hmm. that, or you're going to get like uh, hate speech, right? Yeah, racist, derogatory. Yeah. Out. Other than that. You can disagree and call me anything you want. Cool. Do you? Yeah, every now and again. Every now and again, I Dikembe Mutombo. Okay. I do block. I block every now and again. Oh, I'll wag your finger. I'll threaten it. I'll threaten it. If you get really trolly, (laughs) I'll I'll be like, I'll I'll be, you know how like an NBA ref, when they're about to tee someone up, they hold arm up? I'm going to tee you up. I've done that a couple times. Okay. I'm about to block you. 
And then people are like, oh, did, 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 did. okay. And then it's like, all right, we're good. Can I acknowledge something? Then we're gonna get to business here. <laughs> Alex, dog, you deserve you. In the words of Kevin Durant, you the real MVP. And why is that? How the heck have you had sound? Anytime I say something or Mark says something, I mean, I mentioned Dikembe. Who has a Dikembe drop? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm here to impress, man. He's got a lot of what buttons the in there, man. Got a lot of buttons. All right, I'm going to test you. We got 35 more minutes. I'm going to test you. I'm going to throw go. something obscure right. and crazy. And if you have something to follow it up, uh, you the real MVP. <laughs> uh, Ernest Biner in five minutes. Uh, su- uh, two-time Super Bowl champ. Uh, used to play for the Browns. Not a lot of people can say that. And he's going to join us in five. That, that uh, sentence does not normally go together. No doubt. So, um, and, and he can weigh in on this. So, uh, real quick, Brent Musburger is somebody that over the years I've admired and, you know, was probably the biggest play-by-play guy in the game. Mm-hmm. When I was coming up and uh, starting to really love sports and, and knowing that this is what I was going to do with my career. So, it was really cool to have him on our show yesterday on Fox Sports Radio. He had just done his first preseason Raiders broadcast now that he has that job as the voice of the Raiders. Um, I found it curious and did bring it up that while much of our society is just like freaking out, Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed are untouchable. Of course. But, but Marshawn Lynch can sit on the bench during the anthem in a game and it barely registers. Like it doesn't offend anybody. So I'm like, what is going on here? We get into the discussion. Here's Brent's take on the issue as a whole you know the potential danger obviously is the insult being delivered to uh, customers if we get away from the social injustices that some of the fellows have been protesting if we leave that issue for a second and get over to the customer base because you're in a business and the people who buy tickets and buy shirts and things and this is a very very tricky situation for ownership All right, I love Brent, but I think he has fallen prey to the owner's narrative. This is a business, and we can't treat our customers that way. Now, you do have a lot of customers that it will upset, but you already have a lot of customers who are upset by you clapping back at those who are demonstrating in some sort of a way. My question is this. Why have we all fallen into the trap of, oh, yeah, no, this is bad for business? Because what I remember is when Colin Kaepernick started doing this, he had the number one jersey seller, the number one jersey seller. I also know that the Packers, we've seen their their financials. Money has not gone down for the NFL. And before you say ratings have gone down, they've gone down at a slower clip than all television as a whole. It remains the most powerful thing on TV, and it's not close. And lastly, I know only one company who has clapped back at the NFL – for not doing more to stop people from kneeling. And that company is the one that has gone into the tank. Nobody's buying Papa John's pizza. So where is the evidence that this is a business problem at all? That's a very, that's a tough thing because you just, you mentioned when you talk about numbers, when you talk about ratings and and none of it really seems to be true. And also you could use that, you could tie it in and say, see our ratings are going down, but you got to backtrack a little bit. You got to go back to the CTE mm-hmm. conversations. Because didn't we say the same thing here? Let's stop talking about CTE. It's bringing ratings down. Now, fast forward a couple years. Let's stop talking about domestic violence and all that. It's bringing the ratings down. So this has been going on for – okay, go ahead. I'm going to let you fist pump. No, celebrate. Don't hold that in, brother. No, so I guess too it's like to gas. Celebrate. Just let it out, man. I'm going to celebrate now. That's not Tiger Woods way. You don't celebrate on the 13th. But that was a big birdie right there. Can't do it. That was a big birdie. 
All right, go ahead. No, he's one back. Tiger's in second by himself. He's one back. All right, I'm go just ahead. glad you got that out, the, out oh, of the way. Okay, go So ahead. That, my point was, look how far <laughs> you got to go back before we started to talk about the dent in the black eye that the NFL was taking, right? Yep. We start, you go back again, CTE, the domestic violence, and now the national anthem. And so, uh, and by the way, it's not the national anthem protest. I, I, it's, oh, please that, that, stop. That, stop. That's why stop. I started to use the word demonstrate, yeah. you know, because then it makes it sound like people are protesting. But I believe, but I believe that is a part of the method. Like, I think that's, be, well, I'm not thinking. I know it's being used on purpose, the way it's even being of course, coined. Of course. Um, but so the idea that it's hurting business. No, the NFL has been hurting for a while in a multitude of ways. So let's not act like this. Now, yes, I will agree. Could it potentially, and does it offend some of your fan base? Yes. yes. Uh, do some of them just want to watch football? And let's be honest. Here's what I try to tell people. Some of the players, they just want to play football. Most of them. Most of them. And, and, some, and, some, and even, even, let's just be frank, even black America, not all black Americans like, dang, I ain't watching the NFL. Like some people just want to watch football too. But the fact is, I, I, I said this yesterday. Think of how deeply this must mean to the players when they're allowed the good fortune to play a sport and do the thing they truly love. Like we all kids, I'm going to make the NBA, I'm going to make an MLB, I'm going to be a professional golfer. No, they're actually doing it. And you're doing it and you're making money. That is absurd. You're like, well, you're a one percenter. I don't care if you're making 300000 as some minimum uh, salary. You're still a one percenter. Yep. And you're willing to because we have seen – if you speak out, if you are a part of this, you can be out of the league, Colin Kaepernick, Eric Reed, and these guys are willing to risk it all for that. That should, to me, then make me go, mm, even if I don't like it, I'm, I'll be honest with you guys, I just want to watch football, I'm tired of it. That would make me pause for a moment like, man, mm-hmm. these guys who are living the absolute dream, doing what I would love to do, they're doing it, and they're risking it all. Well, maybe this is more serious than I thought. That's what I'm shocked more people actually don't kind of take a pause. Uh, not that not that it's not tiring, not that it's not frustrating, I understand it, but I don't hear enough people saying, man, well, shoot, what is going on that you got a guy who's willing to not potentially not be in the NFL anymore and, and, and he's willing to protest about this? Well, well I, let me dig in to see what's going on. Why is he so adamant about this? I think it's really well said. It's a good point. We'll welcome Ernest Biner into this conversation in one minute, but first we welcome David Gascon in. David, rank your excitement level one to ten right now. Uh, say a five. Oh come on! By the way, four right, four right, Listen. four right. Oh my god! Yeah, four right. No, it's okay. It's, it's a okay. Fu- it's okay. You don't need every fairway. It's okay. But he hasn't hit any. But one <laughs> of the last back nine, and, and he's, he's working nine. pretty well for him, isn't it? Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> Don't you ever make sense over Just there. for all those out there that are listening, you guys are talking about Tiger Woods. Oh, yeah. Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. Yeah. Tiger Woods right now sitting in second place. He's doing an awfully good job making things interesting in the final round. It started tracking the first fist pump of the day, and it was a double. And there was some vocalization there. Tiger is fired up, 11 under, headed to number 10. That's now, how you know it's golf. Yeah. Double we- fist and some vocalization. <laughs> What is this, Alex talking? That's, that's what veganism will do for you. Get oh some boy. vocalization going. Oh, boy. Yeah. And there was some vocalization, Mark. Are you kidding me? He actually spoke that time, Kelvin. I got to You use know this. it means I, something I to, to him. You've got to be kidding me. All right. Everything I said in the first segment of that, you were right, Mark. This month, bro, you are right. They need more excitement to go. Thank you. Vocalization because he said he was a human being. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to keep Sorry, this dude. thing brief. PGA Championship round four. Brooks Kepka, the leader, minus 14. Tiger Woods, 
He's just one stroke behind. He's through 13 holes. Back to you. All right, thanks, Dave. Uh, Adam Scott joins him uh, with a birdie, so he's one back of Kepka now as well. Live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. Only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Two-time Super Bowl champ, former Brown running back Ernest Biner now joining us. And uh, Ernest, uh, we definitely want to get to some football topics, but just to let you in on what we were just discussing, like this whole idea that the NFL uh, anthem thing is a business problem for owners. To me, that's all. That's other people buying into the owners hiding behind the idea that it's a business problem when it's actually just their opinion because there is zero evidence uh, that it's causing a business problem. So I wonder, what do you think would happen if the NFL two years ago had just come out and said, look, uh, they're grown men and this is a free country and they get to do what they want and we'll leave it at that. Do you think this would be over by now? Well, the, um, the thing is that it, it's going to be over eventually anyway. Um, I, I think, yes, uh, it would be over. Uh, but, you know, people will still, I mean, it, the, the attention that it draws is, um, I mean, it's, 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 as a matter of fact, it's drawing some attention to the right things, but it's also drawing some attention to the wrong things because of some, some people trying to make it about something that it's not about. And ultimately, I, I think, you know, if we go, if they go ahead and make whatever ruling they're going to make, um, then I feel like then everything will eventually, you know, some kind of way smooth out. But if we, if we don't live, if we don't learn from this experience, if we don't, if we don't do something to grow from this experience, this type of stuff is going to happen again based on some, you know, some other uh, grievance that somebody else might have about life or about what's happening in the NFL, or of what's happening on Mars. You know what I'm saying? Some kind of way, <laughs> somebody's going to bring something up that's going to be uh, a quote-unquote a distraction to to what you know, what's going on. But I, I agree with you all. I mean, football is 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 still king. You know, people still love the game. Some people gonna 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 get away from it. But other people are going to stay with it because they just love the the combat, the the camaraderie, uh, the teamwork that it takes, and also they just love their teams. Uh, well, speaking, you would know best. And speaking of teams, man, I want to talk about your your first team in the league, Ernest. Let's talk about the Browns for a moment and uh, some tough seasons over the last twenty years. Right, we all know that there's been lack of success. But I don't know if you're still around the team. I don't know if you still have relationships. But can you just kind of talk about that organization as a whole and and is there, you know, people say a losing mentality. People come there and they expect to lose. So what's the culture like there? And if and if you still have relationships, is it changing? I think the, the thing that has happened over, the, over the, uh, the, the, the years is that there has been a, I guess, an acceptance of something less than. Uh, and I believe with the, the addition of Dorsey, uh, I think he he and the mentality that he brought in, uh, the changes that he started to make almost immediate, the things that he started to say, um, the 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 putting the type of character, uh, bringing the type of character that that he wanted, you know, to the team, and also as important, letting the guys go who he he didn't feel like fit the type of mentality that, that he wanted on the team. You know, the thing that I saw the other night was fight. I saw, you know, I saw Denzel Ward uh, not taking, not backing down. 
being, you know, going up, sticking somebody, and 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 having some pride about about what he what what he was doing out there on the field. And I think the other thing that I saw with Landry, I mean, see, these are the type of people that they have collected. They have collected winners. They collected Tyrod Taylor, Jarvis Landry, the the rant that he went on on Hard Knocks, um, the leadership that that they sh- are showing. To these guys, I think it's going to be it's going to be contagious. Just like he said, that that old mentality was contagious about accepting less, trying to get out of things. You know, um, you know, not wanting to practice, not feeling like practice, so you try to get out. Uh, and I'm talking about Landry, you know, what he said. So I think that old mentality, that loser mentality, has been. I think to me, it's been supplanted by the by the people that they have brought in. The additions of uh, of of, of uh, Denzel Ward, um, when you got a guy like Baker Mayfield, who is, uh, both of those guys have had to fight for everything that they have they have gotten. So that type of mentality, those type of players, when you bring in the, those guys like that, I think you're making a difference. I think you're making a change. You know that's going to that's going to produce a winning mentality. Ernest, you mentioned Baker Mayfield, and I wonder, in your opinion, what can we take from the preseason? Uh, I I certainly believe it's not just automatic that you can go out there and play well, uh, because if it was, everybody would do it. Uh, But it is still the preseason, so when you see Baker play well, what can we draw from that? Well, I I can tell you this. This this is the first thing. They they brought us in uh, the weekend after the draft. And I had a chance to we 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 had a what they call a rookie dinner. Uh, we had they had a bunch of uh, of uh, alumni came in, and they had all the rookies, and they had selected vets that that came to this uh, to this dinner. And obviously Baker is is there. Uh, Baker was as locked in on what we were saying as locked in on the the speakers because we all had a chance to get up and kind of share our. Um, our thoughts about you know what it what it is or what it was to be a brown and also you know that connectivity that we had had with the browns fans we had a chance to share that baker was as locked in as anybody in that room i mean when we were talking you could see in his eyes that there is something there that's different so i think what you what we saw over the, the this past thursday was just a continuation of Baker Mayfield maturing into the type of player that that he can be in the National Football League. I think you you know you see pocket presence, you see awareness, you see the ability to scramble, you see arm talent. You know you see a a, a guy who who really because the very first play you I mean and I, I'll just I'll just say this you see a guy who knows the offense who's in command of where the guys are supposed to be. Uh, uh, even if the guys didn't know, he was directing them and telling them where to go. So you you got a guy that has fought through and become a winner on every level that he's been, and I think that will be the same thing that you'll have now. Now, you got Tyrod that's in front of him, though, and Tyrod had a had an excellent, excellent day as well. I think that the, the addition – of, of Baker, the way they drafted him as the number one is going to make or has made Tyrod Taylor 
uh, even better quarterback because of he knows that he has to grow just like Baker has to grow. And I think those two guys, they're going to help this team be, be the team that they can be. All right, we're real short on time, so if you can answer these really quickly. We're okay. talking about Baker Mayfield, and obviously he's a rookie. Right. Tell me quickly, like, what was the first thing you bought or the craziest thing you bought or maybe even a teammate when they got that finally got to the league, and then maybe the craziest thing somebody did or that you saw as a rookie that you said, whoa, I must be in the big leagues now? Well, I, I, the, the one thing that I bought uh, was, a, was I, I always wanted a pickup truck, and I wanted dual exhaust on it. So I bought I bought a black Chevrolet truck, and the, and the you know the, those old those old pipes that come up out of the they come up and they go next to the cab. I mm-hmm. had those types of pipes on them. So I wanted that dual exhaust because of an old man that used to be in our neighborhood used to drive that truck. Man, I used to hear that thing. And so I wanted so I wanted that same thing. So. um and I didn't see really anything really strange with uh, you know guys you know guys bought, um, but you know one of the things that I really appreciated was Chip Banks uh, coming by my room and actually hanging out with me and actually uh, you know teaching me the ropes uh, as far as being a you know being a rookie, but also accepting me because of the type of mentality that I had. All right, well we appreciate it, and uh, you still got that truck? No, man, my my daughter. <laughs> Messed it up, man. Uh, Hurt me. Hurt me, man. Uh, uh, Ernest, Uh, great to catch up with you. Thank you. All right, man. Y'all have a good one. We appreciate it. There he goes. Ernest Biner on Fox Sports Radio. Mark and Kelvin in the give and go is next. All right, great news. Quick way you can save some money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. The not-so-great news, Tiger lips out a par putt Mm -hmm. on 14. So he's fallen two back. Adam Scott, Brooks Kepka, 14 under. Tigers at 12. And it's pretty much those three guys' tournament right now as they come down the stretch. Not over yet, but that one. That one hurt. That stung a little bit. That stung a little no, bit. No, I take a lot because that was a lot of it. Because the the one, what was it, maybe three holes ago when it just sat there. Oh. Yeah, man. Well, it would have been a birdie. I mean, literally, we're talking, what, was that like a centimeter? Yeah. I mean, if those two putts fall, he's tied. Yeah, exactly. He's tied so right that, that's yeah. why you're allowed one. I don't think you can get two like that. And Oof. that's why I said that one might have been the, the nail in the coffin. All right, we'll see what he does next, though. Uh, on the 15th hole, he did hit a driver straight, which is uh, not the norm uh, so far today. All right, uh, here comes David Gascon. Let's do the give and go. Let's go. It's give and go. Give, 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 give and go. Give, go, go, go. Give, go, go, go. Give, go, go, go. Here we go. Here's give and go. All right, brother, what you got for us today? All right, so we go from the links to the gridiron. National Football League news. Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson make their joyful returns back to the gridiron just last week. In fact, Watson coming off a knee injury last year and Luck coming off a shoulder injury that's kept him out for the better portion of two years and counting. Now, if both guys are healthy, at least somewhat healthy, is the AFC South the most competitive division in all the land? Yeah, I think it probably is. I mean, the, the, it's one of the only divisions where you you could really envision any one of the four teams winning it. I still have big questions with regard to whether or not Andrew Luck's arm strength is ever going to uh, look the same again. Um, but, I mean, he's Andrew Luck. He's supremely talented. And, and the other teams in there, it's like they're all good, but no one's going to go 14-2. and two. Yeah, I can see anybody winning that thing. Can I throw two more at you? Yeah. 
Uh, AFC West, maybe. Uh, yeah. Chiefs. You got the you know, the Raiders. Might be something. You got I mean, obviously the Chargers. Look like they should be something. You got a quarterback and a half in that division until we know what Mahomes is. And a bunch of awesome defensive ends. And then I would go the NFC. This is this is pure bias because I'm a you know Lions fan. The uh, NFC North. Yeah. Yeah, but the Bears. The aren't. Vikings. Oh come on. The, bear, the Bears are out. Yeah, but I'm saying, but the, the Packers, the Vikings, and the Lions, it's a little competitive. Yeah, I, I was going to say NFC North and NFC South. Well, NFC East, I mean, there's a lot of them where, you know, like anything could happen, but the South does feel like it's four teams that are I all guess, 10 and 6. I just can't with Bortles and the Texans. Like, I can't, yeah. I know, like, the, we're talking about the Texans, we're talking about the Jags. I just can't get that excited. Yeah. Not at all? Hold, I mean, okay, yeah, like two out of ten level of excitement. <laughs> what do you want from me? Can you hey. get Can you get excited with the fact that Tiger Woods just buried an approach shot to about a foot? He did, and he's going to get back to within one. Yeah. Now Maybe. I got to stick around here until this, ah, even though we're ah, off in like ah. one minute. Now I got to stick around ah, to watch it. Yeah, you live like five minutes away, but you were stuck in like exactly. five minutes worth of traffic. <laughs> Guys, uh, Hardwood Court NBA action. They've released their upcoming schedule for this year. So we've got Philadelphia and Boston on opening night, Lakers Warriors on Christmas Day, and Kawhi's joyful return to San Antonio on January the third. Kevin, which game are you most excited to see this upcoming season? Uh, you adding an L to my name. I don't like the way you just said Kevin. You didn't say Kelvin, but it's I okay. Did. What do you mean? I did say it. Check I the had, tape. Check I, had the tape. That, I had that being Kelvin. You did? I did. All I right. had that Maybe being Maybe I'm Kelvin. a little sensitive right now. Man. Okay, my bad. Okay. Yeah. You got to stick around no. for a couple more minutes. Um, I, I think uh, I think it has to be the, the Warriors and, of course, the Lakers. Right. Because you have the Warriors and we, don't, we know who they are, so let's move fast that. But just to see – and it rarely happens where your best player is with the biggest franchise. You know what I mean? That's Mike Trout with the Yankees. We yeah. don't get to see that often. So that's going to be remarkable to see. Uh, so that that would be – and I don't think it may be competitive, but – I'll totally agree with this for right. two reasons. Not only all the reasons you said, plus here's the next one. It's the only one that I know I'm actually going to watch. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm doing on January 3rd. I know what I'm doing on December 25th. I'm going to be sitting around in point. slippers watching basketball. True. So uh, I'll, I'll be seeing that one. The the whole Kawhi DeRozan thing, nah. it's just like, ooh, they don't speak. So, like, I mean, ooh. There, but, there is another one, though. Whenever the Lakers play the Celtics, that'll be a good one because well, sure. you got the Kawhi, you got Kyrie and LeBron, you got the Celtics, Lakers. That'll be a good one, too. Guys, last one real quick. NCAA made some changes with their players, obviously going to, to the professional ranks. NBA and USA Basketball are the ones that can identify elite athletes. Do you guys like this or not? No, I hate it. I don't think anybody is qualified to tell us who's elite before they've even started their career. You hate everything today. That's <laughs> no. all I got to say. I'm out. I'm out. I don't hate you. That's true. That's I, fist bump I don't on hate that. Tiger Woods. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 